Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 5 of All Stake, No Sizzle. An honest, no BS look at life, sports, and entertainment. And on this week's episode, I'm going to welcome a very special guest, one of my best friends, good guy, Mr. Bryant Beansville. And on this show, you'll hear how he got the nickname Beans. <laughs> it's a pretty funny story. But me and Beans are going to be talking about MMA, UFC. We're going to break down this weekend's UFC 204 card that's coming from Manchester, England. We're going to talk about future fights coming up, especially UFC 205, which is going to be taking place live from New York at Madison Square Garden. We kind of get into our history with MMA. Beans is probably the person that I talk to the most about MMA and UFC. and He's the person that really helped me get into the sport. So who better to have on the show and talk about MMA? Before we jump into the interview, make, I want to make a few announcements and a few comments. First off, I want to give a shout out to my niece, Takenya McKenzie. Make sure you take a listen to her show, Takenya Talks. You can hear that on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, anywhere you can, pretty much anywhere you can find a podcast. She <laughs> she is uh, doing some great work over there. We're glad to have her back. I'm glad she's back in the groove of things. She's starting to get into a little bit of a groove, and I'm, I'm glad that things are going well over there in Atlanta. Takenya Talks. I plan on talking to my niece on a future episode like i said before in the previous episode that we're going to be talking about uh, some of the issues that's going on in our country as far as like african americans and police and you know race issues that's going on in the country and my niece is a student at eastern michigan university and they recently had some issues going on there and some protests so to i plan on contacting her and having her on the show to uh, talk about these issues going on. And also, there's a future episode coming out with a person you're going to hear on this week's episode, Mr. Brian Beansville. He, he and I uh, recorded an episode already, you know, bringing up some of the issues. Beans lives in Charlotte, and as you know, there's been some issues going on down there with the shooting of... Lamont Scott and protests that have been going on down there. So I had a nice candid conversation with him about those issues. So look forward, look forward to those episodes coming up in the future. Uh, also, I want to give a shout out to Mr. Corey Goings. Mr. Corey, um, I know if you've seen the logo, the Allstate No Sizzle logo that I have, which was done by Mr. Chris Wade, he did an excellent job. And I'm also going to be getting a secondary logo from Mr. Corey going soon. So uh, as soon as that logo is, is all done and is posted, I'll give you his information if you want to get some graphic graphic logos from either Chris Wade or Mr. Corey Goins. Both of them are great at what they do. Uh, they both do an excellent job. So that will be coming soon. Uh, I want to give a quick shout out to a couple podcasts. One, the John Effects podcast. The John FX podcast is, you know, basically a part of my niece's, uh, I guess you would say family of podcasts, but he's definitely shown a lot of love to my show that he's reposting it, you know, shouting me out. And that, so I really, really appreciate the John FX podcast. Make sure you check them out. You can uh, find them on SoundCloud. And I also want to give a shout out to a new podcast, The Rap Platform. 
my man Tino. Um, me and him, you know, linked linked up. Uh, listening to a podcast that you know me and him definitely enjoy called Live from the Basement. It's a hip hop based podcast, and it was definitely inspiration to me for doing my show. So shout out to you fellas over at Live from the Basement. But Tino, he's a listener to that show also, and he started his own podcast, which, like I said, was called The Rap Platform. And this podcast, it's a hip-hop-based podcast, but it's geared towards local artists from the city of Miami. And his first episode is up where he has a very good rapper. I, I got a chance to check him out. His name is Flo Kid. It was, the first episode was really good. Shout out to you, Tino. Uh, make sure you guys go check him out. You can go to his website, therapplatform.com. Or you can hit him up on Instagram at Forever Big T. And make sure you check out his podcast on SoundCloud as well. Like I said, it's called The Rap Platform. Or, like I said, go to therapplatform.com and you can listen to it from there. And shout out to you, brother. Uh, me and him kind of, you know, had some preliminary talks of linking up and, you know, you know, working together on something. So hopefully we can get that together real soon, man. So shout out to you, Tino. And another quick announcement. We here at All Stake No Sizzle, like I said, basically the show is set up to talk about life, sports, and entertainment. And there's a, there's a future project coming up. Uh, I already told you about the project where we're going to be talking about the Black Lives Matter movement, race issues in our country, and everything that's going on. We're also going to be exploring, I'm working on a project right now. Um, I can't really go too far into it. But let's just say you never really know the story that the people around you have. And the story that I I found out about, I think, definitely needs to be told. You know, they say you don't know where you're going until you, you know, find out where you've been. And I plan on doing a little bit of investigating, you know, talking to a couple of people about it. And I'll, I'll jump into more detail about that later, but I'm working on a very special project. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I've learned a lot so far, and I really feel like the people need to hear this story. So, like I said, can't go into it too much right now. I will definitely... Uh, reveal more information when the time is right. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. I'm definitely looking forward to working on um, this race issue uh, podcast. Not looking forward to it, but it definitely needs to be done. And like, there's more more episodes coming out in the future. So with all that said, I want to thank all of you for listening. Make sure you like, share, subscribe to the show. Leave your comments. Um, hit me up on your social medias. <laughs> uh, I actually had somebody <laughs> hit me up. It's like, man, why you got to call it social medias? I'm like, it's just what I do, man. But make sure you hit me up on the social medias. You can hit the show up on Facebook at All Stake No Sizzle on Facebook. You can hit me up on Twitter and Instagram at Devin the Six Three. That's D E V I N T H E sixty three. Make sure you leave comments and subscribe on SoundCloud. And with that being said, we're going to go ahead and jump to this interview with Mr. Brian Ville, a.k.a. Bings. Thank you all for listening and enjoy.
up, Beans? Not much, man. Just chilling. Just for the listeners out there, I'll let you know I got my, one of my best friends in the world, Mister Mister Bryant Beansville. <laughs> <laughs> hey, <Yeah>. so. Treats up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna call you Beans pretty much the whole episode. That's what I call you, man. So why don't you tell the people how you you got the nickname Beans, man? Uh, long story short, uh. Somebody just thought it looked like beans, and I mean uh, Benny Siegel from uh, <laughs> from, from the Rock, from Rock Rockefeller, from the Rock, the original. Yeah. And uh, they was like, "Hey, man, you look like Benny Siegel." <laughs> so after that, it just caught on with the football team, and everybody started calling me Beans after that. Yes, yes, man. And then you had the world famous uh, Green Bean Machine, and then you had the baked bean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those are the cars. You know, it was a. Uh, a 93 Dodge Shadow. <laughs> green, of course. Of course. Uh, the green bean machine. With a little, yeah, with a little sunroof in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, then uh, my brother, he gave me his... Uh, he gave me an 87 Vera Grill, which was burgundy. And they just called it like the Boston Baked Beans for a little bit. <laughs> man. So that was it. Yes, sir. It's good times. Good times, man. So... Okay, I brought you on the show, man. I can barely remember. <laughs> I know, man. We getting old out here, dude. Hell yeah. But uh, I brought you on the show, man, so we can uh, kind of talk about MMA, man. Like, of all my friends, you're the one that I talk to the most about uh, UFC and MMA. Actually, you're, you're kind of the person that, that kind of helped me get into it, man. So, my first question to you is, how did you get into MMA? I remember that. Uh, yes, that's pretty old. Yeah, I walked into the video store and, uh, and one of the new releases was uh, UFC 1, UFC 2. You're talking about the, yeah, just, you're talking about the originals yeah. with like uh, Hoist Gracie and uh, Ken Shamrock yeah. and Chemo and all them guys? Yeah, it was like more like, because <laughs> I, uh, I was a big fan of like uh, martial arts movies and Yep, yep. Uh, and I was like, yo, who is this dude? I, I, like, I, remember, oh, I was like, oh, yeah, I remember him. He fought Hoyce Gracie. And then, uh, then I got back into it. Uh, but it was kind of like, it was like a, something to watch, but it was, uh, I didn't understand the whole ground game thing. Right. Uh, it wasn't, you know, so I really didn't get it. I didn't get this Brazilian uh, Jiu-Jitsu or Jiu-Jitsu. Uh, I didn't get it. Uh, I got the submissions because, you know, watching Ken Shamrock. Uh, and then, and also watching pro wrestling. I'm a big fan of pro wrestling. Yeah, me too. And, man. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. 
Yeah, big fan of pro wrestling. So when I got into uh, the UFC, watching the UFC, I was like, this one, oh, this is, you know, some of the stuff that was kind of dragged out, no time limits. Right. It was kind of boring. It was boring as shit. So, but I was watching it off and on, and then, but I wasn't seeing too many uh, brothers in my, uh, that looked like me. Yeah, man, it, 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 it really wasn't a lot of black people that was really fighting back in the early days. The only black guy I remember from, like, the early ones was, like, that, that boxer that walked out there with one glove. <laughs> <laughs> that was god-awful. I was like, what's this nigga doing, man? <laughs> and, 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 you know what I'm saying? And he, it, like, honestly, the dude didn't even, he, uh, Horace Gracie didn't do a damn thing other than take him down, and he... And he just tapped because he didn't know what to do. He felt defenseless. Exactly. And, I, and when I seen that, and when I seen that, I was like, "Yo, I, I think I need to know how to do that." <laughs> you know, say, you know, that's what I was like. This, I probably need to know how to do that. But, uh, but I didn't see any brothers doing it uh, other than Maurice Smith, uh, the first uh, black heavyweight champion uh, of UFC. Uh, yeah, he, he had a. Uh, he was like one of the guys, the first actual strikers, well-known strikers to actually get uh, to get to actually uh, get into MMA and actually be successful. Right. And um, when I seen him, I was like, "Oh shit, we got a brother on the uh, that's doing it." Right. And then uh, you know, it's in the other the other guys like uh, uh, Carlos Newton, uh, Canadian British dude. Uh, he was good, you know. Saying he was good, he was the uh, welterweight champion, and also watched, uh, uh, you know, saying my homeboy uh, Kevin Randleman. You know, even though he was, he went to Ohio State. <laughs> oh well. Yeah, we'll, we'll forgive uh, you. But, but yeah, uh, yeah, that was my. You know, so I got really interested in, in, uh, in that guy. You know, saying like I was like, oh shit, and then he just disappeared. Yeah, I was like, you know, I watched him fight. I, I watched it. I watched two fights now. Uh, I watched when he fought against uh, Boss Room. Uh, Classic. Which I actually think, I actually think Kevin Randleman won that fight, but they gave it to Boss. I think they gave it to Boss just because he looked the part of the uh, of the mascot on the uh, at the bottom of the. You know, he was like the mascot. Ooh. Why? Little controversy there. Well, that is, that's the, you know, and that was the reason, well, a lot of people say that. Even Kevin Randleman back in the day said the same thing. It was an old interview that he said the same thing, but, uh, you know, but that, but that, it's not controversy behind it, but that's what Kevin Randleman and a lot of other uh, people thought. They, they really wanted somebody to actually look like the mascot, but Boss, he, uh, he seen the company going downhill, so he, you know, so he got out of his contract real quick. And he dipped out, and they he, he uh, vacated the, uh, the belt. Kevin Redman stepped in and fought. I forgot who he fought against, but he won and he got the belt. Mm-hmm. And then Kevin Redman, uh, if you actually, uh, he got a, a interview on, on the underground a while back. If if you check it out, MMA Underground, uh, where he talks he talks about the whole story behind that. Where he got arrested. Uh, the UFC said they didn't need that. Uh, they didn't need a champion to be uh, uh, locked up and everything. So when he got out. Well, I, I guess they I don't. Think, yeah, well, I guess they don't have that policy anymore. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> you know, but 
We'll, we'll, we'll talk about we'll talk about that a little bit later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but anyways, but, but yeah, but other than like I follow Kevin Randleman then Kevin Randleman, uh, Randleman uh, to Rampage Jackson uh, in Pride, where uh, one of these dudes I used to work with, uh, his name was Randall. Uh, okay. He passed away, but uh, he was the one that really got me into into watching uh, UFC. Uh, and because I, I, I took a little, um, I took a little break from it. Yeah, you know, uh, work and all stuff like that. But yeah, it kind of kind of sound like me. Pride. It kind of sound like me too, man. Because like, it sounded like we pretty much had like the same kind of kind of uh, timeline with it. Because I remember my sister, yeah, my older sister, she got a hold of like the first two or three uh, UFC tournaments, and we were watching at the crib. And I'm like, like you said, like for me, it was like, man, this is like real life Street Fighter and shit, man. This is great. And then, like, all of a sudden, like, I didn't hear about it for a while. But, like you said, I remember seeing uh, Ken Shamrock. And I remember seeing Boss Rooting on something, too, But when I was younger. But, um, yeah, like, seeing Ken Shamrock, the most dangerous man, you know, running around in, in, in uh, WWF at the time. And then, um, like, you and me, like you said, we were wrestling fans. But you and me were, were big fans of ECW, too, man. And Huge fan of ECW. I used to. Uh, I, think I, was more, I think I think I was more of an ECW fan than than a WCW fan or a WWF fan. Yeah, me too. It, it was like a. It was more of a hard because it was like for me it was like uh, whatever channel that was back in the day. I think it was channel thirty eight that used to come on. Yep, yep. Uh, that you can barely you that you can barely get. I had to go in my it like shockingly I had to go in my basement and actually hook it up, hook up my uh, the antenna. Yeah, a lot of people, for a lot of people, uh, 90 kids, they don't know anything about uh, antennas. That, you had an antenna, that's how you got your channels. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I got the antenna, just fixed it up, so I had to put it like, almost across the, the basement and everything, and that it would show up clear. And that's how I got into watching ECW. Uh, one of my favorite, uh, uh, one of my favorite wrestlers is Ron Van Dam. Yes, sir. Uh, and Sabu, best tag to me, I believe they're, to me, I think they are the best tag team champion, I mean, uh, tag team uh, I ever seen. It, it was like, because they was, uh, even though they was extreme with it, but they was very athletic. Uh, they brought a lot of the, the Japanese culture into the ECW uh, culture. Yes, sir. Because, uh, uh, that's what they was doing. They was doing like high flying shit that I was like, oh, man. And then I ended up finding out both of those motherfuckers was from Michigan. And I was like, oh, that's even better. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, plus back then, man, I was a big fan of Taz. And Taz was kind of, you know, Ken Shamrock was in the WWF at the time. But to me, man, Taz was more of the guy that kind of brought that MMA feel to, to wrestling, in my, my opinion. I mean, even though Ken Shamrock himself was a, he was a legit MMA fighter, I, I just feel like Taz was the one that that really, um, I think, innovated that that whole tap out, choke you out style of uh, wrestling. My opinion. Yeah, um, he brought he brought in he, uh, like the thing with like Ken Shamrock. Uh, I didn't like the gimmick they was going with him. Me, me was, either. Like, technically, he was he was actually the better. Grappler out of everybody, uh, right. other than, you know, Sam you know, he was the better grappler. Uh, you could tell that uh, he was extremely athletic. 
extremely athletic uh, uh, guy to do pro wrestling. And he did, you know what I'm saying, for for a guy, for him to do, uh, to come from UFC, Pancrase, and all this other, uh, you know what I'm saying, just, you know what I'm saying, coming from MMA, and then transferring that into uh, pro wrestling, that was amazing. i never seen that before. And what I, uh, well, of course, later on I heard that's what, uh, later on, that's what uh, a lot of Japanese wrestlers do. But, uh, but it, it, it wasn't, it, to them, I don't think it's a, a big, it's, it's not a big thing for them to do it because of uh, catch wrestling, which is like the, uh, catch wrestling, uh, yeah, catch wrestling, that, that's, the, that's, the, that's the core of pro wrestling. Um, not all the, uh, you know, it's in the high-flying shit, the, the act, you know, I'm talking about like grappling. Yeah. That's the reason why it was so easy for them to, tra- that was so easy to transition between uh, from MMA to uh, pro wrestling was easy for him. I think it was easy for him. He said it was hard. He said that was harder than doing anything that he know that in MMA. Period. But yeah, because you got to realize, man, when you're, you know, when when you're, a, as they say in the business, a shoot fighter, you know. You, your whole goal is to, you know, be technical and basically, they're, they're, you know, to inflict damage on your opponent. But in professional wrestling, you're doing the opposite. You want to make it look like you're hurting your opponent, but you have to protect them and, and not hurt them at all. And then on top of that, yeah. on top of that, you it's a it's more of a performance. So you get like if you know you're also taught don't let a guy hit you, defend yourself. But you have to let the, uh, the person get their offense in too. So I, I can see how yeah. if you come from a shoot mentality, you know, having to switch up and, you know, let a guy, you know, do do his move to you and you got to take it and you got to, you know, perform and sell it. Yeah, I can see how it could be really difficult. Well, it, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Uh, the best match, the, I think the match that I remember watching uh, as a kid was Ken Shamrock versus uh, uh, Owens. Yeah, it was Owen Hart. That's, I, know, I knew which one you were talking yeah. about. And, uh, yeah, Owen Hart. And it was like probably like the, the it was probably like one of the best matches I've seen. Uh, to me, it was one. Of, it was a it was a good classic match. It was a it wasn't the best match. It was a classic match where they built this. Uh, the, about the, the Lions Den. Uh, a lion thing. Yeah, the Lions Den lion match. Thing. Yeah. It was pretty much. Uh, it was pretty much a. It was pretty much the uh, the USC. Uh, Octagon tenfold. Okay, that's what it was. It was like it, it was like cranked up to the max. Yep. And and it was a it was a very interesting uh, fight. And that well, I go say a match. It was a, a real interesting match. But you already knew that you already knew uh, Owen Hart was not going to win that match. Regardless what it is, everybody knew that. It, you, you just knew it. So, it, but it was a good. It was a good uh match uh i think that was one of the things that like, hey maybe i need to try into pro wrestling that didn't work uh, <laughs> but but yeah I, I really wanted to get into uh pro wrestling uh watching from watching that match and ecw uh, i was like yo i can fucking do this i wanted to do it i wanted to try it um and and then that movie that documentary came out beyond the match yeah, kind of like, that was that was, that, that, was that, changed, that, that changed my life. It opened my it opened my it opened my uh, my mind up to like, yo, these people have 
terrible lives. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? All, being on a, you know what I'm saying? Be, like being real, they have terrible lives. And you're looking at like guys like uh, Jake the Snake, Robert, like Jake the Snake, Coco Beware. Yeah. Uh, and, they, and they said, and then somebody they did a breakdown on you have a better chance of getting into the NFL and the NBA than you do getting into the WWE. And I was like, damn. Hey, speak. Sp- I was like. Speaking of, <laughs> speaking of Jake the Snake Roberts, man, have you have you seen his new documentary, the the resurrection of Jake the Snake? I uh, I, I haven't seen it. I really want to see it. Uh, that, yeah, it's on it, Netflix. I, I, it's yeah, on it's Netflix. on there. I was looking at it. Shout out to Netflix. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. If if you yeah, if you I'll saw be, if you saw Beyond the Map, man, you definitely have to see the resurrection of Jake the Snake because it's it it's honestly basically like. The, the perfect before and after comparison because you watch him on Beyond the Mat, man, his life was fucked up. But you see him now in um, in the resurrection of Jake the Snake, you see him, you know, it's, it's a great redemption story, man. It, honestly, it's one of the best docu- I mean, even if you're not a wrestling fan, it's one of the best documentaries I've ever seen, man. Oh, man. That, that's saying a lot. Uh, yeah, that's saying a lot. I watched a lot of documentaries. Yeah. I got, I checked that out. Yeah, uh, I, but yeah, uh, yeah. That, that like I always because like beyond the watching beyond the mat, man. It was it was something that I was just shaking my head with, man. I was like, oh my god, maybe I'll need to do this shit. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, what I'm saying having like five different baby mamas and and you know, what I'm saying five different states and shit. Right. You know, have you know, what I'm saying a lot of these guys have like uh, alcohol. Uh, Problems, drug problems. You know what I'm saying? Drug, a lot of drug problems. Since, you know, a lot of them all steroids. Yeah, and you know what? I, I, th- I think they've, I think they've kind of cleaned that up a lot since then because they got the whole uh, what do you call it, the wellness program now. And you know, just listen to a lot of podcasts from like people like Stone Cold and Jericho and all these other guys. They, they basically say that the, the business isn't like it used to be. It's not as not, not as much partying. You don't see as many people doing drugs and partying all night. He said right now, I think it was Jericho was saying like, you know, 20 years ago, you know, people would have been, you know, going to basically you go to the bar, you go to the gym, and then you go to, you know, you go to the uh, TV taping. He said now, basically people are just like going to the gym coming to the TV tape and playing video games all right now. So I guess the new addiction is uh, video games. So he said it's definitely improved, you know, as far as uh, the hard, hard living on the, on the road or whatever. Well, yeah, uh, I'll tell you this. Um, you look at these guys' body types. You look at the body types. You look at the, uh, you look at the 90s and you look at, you look at the, uh, the, the uh, the wrestlers from the '90s. They look at the wrestlers from from now. They are a lot smaller. You have a lot. Like you look at look who the look who uh, if you look at some of these guys, they are not like these big ass uh, uh, superhero type looking guys. You know what I'm saying? Right. The, like they used to be. Dude, the, the, you know what I'm saying? The, the, like, Hulk, like Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan was very he was big and massive, but he didn't have any fucking definition whatsoever. You know, it's like, but like, you can see, you know, so you, the transition from Hulk Hogan to Seth Rollins, it, you know, so it's amazing. You're like, yo, Seth, you know, say, or, uh, Dude, look, Macho Man. Look, look, look who the you know, look who the Universal Champion is right now, man. It's Kevin Owens. Like, Kevin Owens would have never made it back in the day as a champion, man. 
Kevin Owens is a, is a no. fat. He's a fat guy. <laughs> yeah. Like. I mean, he, he's one of my fa- he's one of my favorites, man. But like, you know, in 1991, he wouldn't have made it, man, because he didn't fit the profile of you know that superhero, you know, larger than life guy, man. Yeah, that's the reason why you see the difference in these guys' bodies now. You're looking at like they're not the app, you know, saying like the. I think that was the reason why I, I took to ECW a lot too, because they these are average people. Uh, fat guys or like they was just they just had enough definition to actually you know saying you know saying they they look a, they look a couple they look uh, a little swole with their little uh, t-shirts and shit on but you know saying they didn't have any freaking definition in them right. and you you look at these guys now where you look at these guys they took that and it was like hey we need to stop using these steroids the only guys that you see. You, the, the guys that you see now that's big as hell, like uh, Ryback, which we're going to probably talk to talk about soon. Oh, of course, uh, of course. You know what I'm saying? Ryback, uh, uh, what, what's the other one? Uh, Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Look at Brock Lesnar. He, like, this dude is it's fucking huge. You know, like, did you think of CM Punk at, uh, CM, uh, well, what's one called? Uh, Joey Diaz, they called him uh, CW Punk. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you think that he can? Uh, you think he can be, uh, beat a Brock Lesnar in a, uh, in a fight? Fuck no. Yeah. In a wrestling match? Fuck no. You know what I'm saying? Realistically, you can't. You know what I'm saying? As small as that dude was, and he going against a Brock Lesnar. You know what I'm saying? That it was very unrealistic. Now you're seeing guys that took that, like Seth uh, Rollins. Uh, what's the other dude? Dean Ambrose. You look at these dudes, and these dudes are small as hell. Right. These not. These are not big guys. Uh, these are very small guys. These are, you know, so these dudes probably weigh two fifteen. They probably walk around two fifteen. Yeah, that's about right. Yeah. So you and, and you got guys that that weigh like three hundred fucking pounds. You know, this is not right. You know, saying and to our eyes, we looking like, damn, this this shit is not right. <laughs> But actually, you know what? It's funny you brought up a couple names, man. So let's let's, let's go ahead and jump into that topic, man. Like basically, it's fr- well, yeah, yeah. We we kind of talked about it before. How you know it was WWF or WWE, whatever you want to call it, and UFC kind of blended back in the day, and you're you're seeing it a lot now. So what do you what do you think think about the crossover? Like guys going from wrestling to MMA, and MMA guys going over to wrestling. If you don't have a background, you know what I'm saying. You got guys that uh, that haven't had a MMA fight or or amateur MMA, uh, uh, yeah, amateur MMA record. S- sounds and like fighting. sounds like you're talking about uh, CM Punk in particular. Well, yes, especially <laughs> that dude. Well, you know, and like he did all right, but he doesn't have a amateur career. If he had, because he. He is an amateur. That's the thing. He is an amateur. Right. Uh, if he would have said like, "Hey, I'm gonna take two years off, and I'm going, to, I'm, I'm gonna do two years of just do the circuit. I'm just gonna do the circuit. I'm just gonna do the little circuit with, you know, saying go hit the East Coast up, go hit the uh, the Midwest up, and then, you know, saying like just hit the, the Southern region. You know, saying you can do all of that, and and you can get better." You can have like three. You can have uh, you can have up to like maybe four or five fights in 
one fucking year as an amateur. Right. That's what he should have did. And he I could have went with it, it, and he didn't uh, like he wants it like like he could have did it as an amateur, and he he would have get he would have drawn crowds. He could he could have made money. He could have drawn like the the average WWE uh, crowd into these little small little. Uh, and, you know, it's an amateur of places. He could have brought them so much money. And, and he, they could have paid him under the table. He and, could have, you know, he could have got exposure, and, experience. And, and, that's, and that's, then got into, that, then got into the pros. And that, that's kind of the same mentality I had, man. Because when I heard he signed with the UFC, I'm thinking, oh, okay, cool. He signed with the UFC. And the UFC, you know, they got the fight pass. And they, they have, like, all these smaller promotions that they tele- they put on their UFC fight pass. So I'm like, cool, have him, you know, fight in Tough Enough or RFA and a couple amateur fights, put it on fight pass, your subscription numbers go up, and then, you know, whenever, you know, whoever comes to that fight, you're going to get a lot more people there to actually see those fights. And then once he has enough, you know, experience doing that then you could put them on a ufc 203 or your your fox card or something like that and have them actually fight a, a, a professional fight but i under i understand why they did it because honestly they, i mean that play i was i was there for that fight that place was sold out man it was sold out and then they did a great television number too a, a good uh pay-per-view number too so they made money off of it but yeah, they made money, but they made money, but like at what expense? Yeah, I, I like, feel I feel like, like they they you know what I'm saying? like the expense of like hey, you're just screwed over like tons of talent. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, you had guys, you got guys like uh, you know what I'm saying? Like they, they, they like you have you have uh, actual amateur fighters or even like pro fighters right now that need exposure, and you gave the exposure to. That man, you know what I'm saying? That, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, that haven't, if you, if you watch the show, I watched that terrible, uh, it was a good show that he had on, uh, that, on uh, FX, that, on uh, that, or Fox Sports 1 or whatever. The one that was kind of like showing him, you know, progressing or whatever. Yeah, he, he, for, uh, for a guy like that, it, it, he looks, he, he actually looks, very good as an amateur. Right. He looks like a good amateur guy, but you have these guys that haven't uh, got the exposure. They just need, you know what I'm saying, they just need like that one opportunity to get into the UFC. That's what he should have took. You know what I'm saying? That's, those are the guys that you should took. Uh, the war, you, I would have told uh, CM Punk to like go, or if, if, I, was, if I was a businessman, if I want if I would, if I want to see him uh, become a uh, a good fighter, I would have baby the shit out of him. I'll be like, "Yo, uh, look, check this out. We're gonna we're gonna develop, we're gonna we pretty much gonna develop you." All right. Well, but here, here's the here's the only thing you got to think about too. CM Punk is thirty seven years old, man. Yeah. So I, I and plus you got to remember too during this whole um, time. Dude had like two surgeries. He had like a I want to say it was a shoulder surgery and a, and a neck surgery in that time. So they were probably thinking like, I don't know how much time we got to you know make money off of this guy. So we're, we're gonna get it all in one big shot. Which I mean, like I said, they they definitely made a lot of money on that. Yeah, I, I 
I, I was tuned in. But the question, you know, but, here, but here's the here, here's the thing, man. When I was there, you know, I was kind of like talking to a couple of people, and I'm like, hey, man, so uh, so what would you come here for? You come here to see the UFC fight, or you came to see CM Punk? And a lot of people said I came to see CM Punk, so they definitely drew a lot of people in there off of his name alone. Yeah, but I mean, you know, I think he, I think he like what I, I've seen with the, uh, like even with Brock Lesnar, okay. See, like the thing with Brock Lesnar, Brock Lesnar had, it's like, this is what Dana White said. Dana White said he's not interested in Brock Lesnar. Bullshit. Okay, this is when he, <laughs> this is when he first said that he was going to be getting into MMA. He said, I'm not interested in Brock Lesnar. Well, Dana White, Dana, Dana White Lesnar says a lot of stuff, his, man. He had one uh, pro fight. Yeah, he had one pro fight, and that was against uh, Giant Silva, I think that was dude. I, or that uh, man Choi. I think it was. I can't remember. It was some big, some big Chinese you know, dude. I think so. I can't remember. But yeah, he beat him. He, he beat the guy. Uh, it was one of those. Uh, it was, it was like a, promotions that I watch. Yeah, it's like it was a. Di- it's like Dynamite, like Los Angeles or something like that. Yeah, it was on. It, they showed it on Showtime. I remember watching it because I, I, I watched that fight, and then. A couple of years down the line, uh, uh, maybe a year and, and some change, uh, he got a second fight, and I think that was the UFC. The UFC uh, gave him a call, or he went up to their office, and they gave him a shot. And he did fantastic. But, you know what I'm saying, but that is a, you know what I'm saying, he, he you know what I'm saying, before he did pro wrestling, he was a NCAA champion. Yeah. And, and and to be honest with you, man, Brock Lesnar, the guy is a freak of nature, man. He he's one of the like I, honestly, he might be one of the best, greatest athlete, pure athletes in the in the world. Like the things that that guy can do at his size is is, is fucking amazing. So it's probably even if he didn't have that that you know amateur wrestling background, I think he could have had a better better transition than a guy like a CM Punk who just being honest is kind of just a regular guy <laughs> well yes and he, 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 that's what he was he was a regular guy like hey I want to fulfill my dream and actually become an MMA fighter right you know what I'm saying like that's what it was that, that's exactly what it was is he uh, he had an opportunity to to uh, leapfrog over uh thousands of people to get into the UFC and he, he took the opportunity. Right. You know what I'm saying? That was an opportunity that, you know what I'm saying, I think that would, that I'd give him that. He uses, uh, he used, he used his WWE stature to actually get into, uh, the UFC. But let me, so like far, let, let me, let me, uh, let me throw two other names out there at you, man. Uh, Bobby Lashley and Ryback. Okay. Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley, uh, he did, he was a NCAA uh, wrestler. Yep. So his transition was just completely different. Uh, his transition is completely different compared to a CM Punk, for right. instance. Uh, you know, so he was a pro, you know, so he, he did pro wrestling. He still do pro wrestling. Um, yep. TNA World Heavyweight Champion right now. But the niggas on steroids too, so like, all these niggas on steroids. <laughs> the right. Niggas on steroids, okay? You can't be, you can't be that 
fucking big and hold that amount of muscle mass. Okay, you cannot do that. It's, it's like he get tired within like the second round anyway. He can tell you, you know, so he could probably outlast a lot of a lot of other guys, a lot of other heavyweights, but right. He, it, you know, what I'm saying like uh, he can't. Well, you know, Bobby Lashley, he's doing good. I say good. He's not. He's not the great heavyweight. Yeah, matter, like, matter of fact, I be getting a fight coming up later on this month. Yeah, you know, saying so if you, you tell that nigga to piss in a cup, I guarantee he's gonna burn that bitch. <laughs> That's for real. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you know, what I'm saying allegedly, you know, we're gonna say allegedly he's on steroids. We're gonna say all of them are allegedly on steroids. But yeah, but come on, right. uh, Ryback. Okay, Ryback. I don't know nothing about Ryback's uh, history background. Or anything, he just uh, to me he looks like a uh, a downgraded version of uh, Bill Goldberg. <laughs> uh, I, he, I agree. He came out, that's the first thing I thought of. Like, oh shit, Bill Goldberg back! And it was like it was calling right back. I was like, what the fuck? And it, it, it was, and I was like, oh okay, this you know, so he had the athleticism that Bill Goldberg had because Bill Goldberg was fucking athletic as hell. Right. Um, you, you know, if you were to ask me, Bill Goldberg, Bill Goldberg actually did. Uh, uh, he did train in uh, mixed martial arts. He had to train in mixed martial arts because he uh, that was his image anyway. It looked like an MMA fighter right. in, the, in WCW. That that was his uh, image because he he seen these guys that he trained that he went to the gym with. And everything, football players and everything, football players and everything, and a lot of MMA guys. He seen at the gym working out, and he wanted to be. That's that was his image. He wanted to be an MMA fighter. Right. But he later on, as he got older, he got into MMA, kickboxing, and everything. He's actually pretty good on a, a like. I have seen him uh, with the uh, on the pads. He actually looks pretty decent. He looks decent on the freaking pads. He. Uh, he can, you know, saying he can hit a, you know, saying that dude can actually fight. Uh, All right, Go, Goldberg versus Bobby Lashley in a fight right now. Who wins? I would say Bill Goldberg. Okay. <laughs> I, I would say Bill Goldberg because of his striking. All right. Uh, unless Bobby Lashley, unless somehow Bobby, you know, saying Bobby Lashley, uh, charge and hit first like he does. He does charge and hit first, and he he don't uh, he's not real patient with his striking because he don't like to get hit in the face. If you watch a lot of his fights, he, if you see him, when, he, when somebody tags him real good, his reaction is to cover up. He has that, yeah. like that, I'm talking about like that balling up, cover it up. It's not like you, you know, it's sort, in the face, okay. Sort, uh, sort of like what, uh, no, it's, sort of like what happens with Brock Lesnar when someone who actually can strike hits him. He kind of balls up. It doesn't really, not defend, but he literally like balls up. Actually, he has, uh, you know, saying he has talent. Uh, he uses wrestling, ground and pound, and you, you know, saying you pretty much done. He, that dude get on top of you, all, you done. 
Right. <laughs> you're done. You're not getting. You're not getting up. And you know what I'm saying? You know, it's like you're not getting up from that dude. You know, so that dude is. You know, what I'm saying it was that 265 pounds, all freaking muscle. Yeah. You know, what I'm saying Jack to the fucking dick. Come on, man. You're not <laughs> gonna get that. <laughs> you're not gonna get up from that, man. It's it's cool. But like, as far as like ride back. Right, I don't know. Like, yeah, cause I'm, I'm looking at, I'm kind of looking at his, uh, his Wikipedia, man, and I'm not seeing any kind of mixed martial arts or you know jujitsu or judo background. Basically, he played like baseball and football in high school, and he ended up breaking his leg back then and missed two years, and he he did a, like a lot of, you know, I guess fit, you know, weight training or whatever. And then he got into professional wrestling, man. <laughs> yeah, I seen that. I remember seeing him on Tough Enough. Yeah, yeah, he, he was on Tough Enough in uh oh four. He was smaller than that. It's like yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like he was smaller than that. Yeah. Uh, he, then he he get beat by the Miz. Yeah, beat out by the Miz on that show, right? Um, I want to say yeah. I want to say that was that same season. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I I remember you know say like you know say like the Miz. I remember you know say like I remember watching that dude, but still. But my, uh, but my question is, okay, so basically the way I look at it is it's sort of like, all right, I don't know if you know this, but like CM Punk and Ryback got a little bit of a rivalry, a little bit of beef with each other. And it, it all kind of stemmed from that podcast that CM Punk did after he left WWE. And he was basically saying uh-huh. that Ryback is like a terrible wrestler and um, basically he said he was an idiot. So like... After that, like Ryback would like take these shots at CM Punk, but I don't know why because Ryback ain't nowhere near the wrestler, professional wrestler that CM Punk is. So, right. me personally, man, I think this is kind of like his way of trying to say like, well, CM Punk failed miserably at MMA, so I'm gonna go sign with Bellator. And we'll, we'll talk about that too. Bellator will sign anybody that can draw some money. <laughs> but I think this is kind of Ryback's way of saying I'm gonna go to Bellator and I'm gonna win my fight and show that CM Punk is a little bitch. I, because honestly, I have never heard Ryback say anything about MMA before this. <clears throat> so I, I think I think he's literally doing this just to show up Punk. They try to make him look like Goldberg with MMA gloves and shit like that. Yeah, like a downgraded version of Bill Goldberg. Right and. He had the MMA gloves and shit like that. Because the first thing I was thinking, like, yo, he did he have a background in MMA? You know what I'm saying? Like, that was one of the things. Like, maybe he has a background in MMA. But he need to stop doing this shit with making these guys look like they fucking MMA fighters, but they're not. They would get fucking dusted on fucking uh, in the cage in a heartbeat. Right. But Ryback, I think the whole thing with Ryback, uh, what they can do with him, they can probably put him in, uh, like, like the whole thing was like, they could put him in Ryzen. They can't put him in Ryzen. What? But, Ryzen, they, what, Ryzen, are, Ryzen is known uh, for having, like, pro wrestlers, Japanese pro wrestlers in their uh, in their matches. Right. Uh, in actual MMA matches. So, that would be interesting to see Yeah, but, but it's a Japanese wrestler. But he, he's talking to, but the thing is, he's talking to Bellator. And you already, you already know how Bellator is. I mean, Bellator is, the, Bellator is the company that put Kimbo Slice versus Dada, and both of them motherfuckers damn near died. 
Well, Kim, Kimbo actually ended up dying uh, a couple months later, and I honestly think it had something to do with that fight because that fight was fucking terrible. Like after that fight died, I was in the hospital for like a good two, three weeks from like having kidney failure and shit. So Bellator don't give, Bellator don't give a fuck as long as you got a name and you can draw some some views to them, they'll put you in a fight. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> but the sad thing is, the sad thing is, like, you, you still watch it, though, man. You have to watch it. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. They put a good card. Because, like, the whole thing, they do a freak show. They do that type of freak show type shit. But they would have a great card behind it, though. <clears throat> right. See, like, Bellator, what they do is they, like, they would have, they would have these freak shows, but they had shitty cards. Right, I'm not gonna lie, man. I, I watched that Dada Five because it was Dada Five Thousand as the and, uh, versus Kim over as the co-main event, and the main event was Shamrock versus Gracie, like 80 years after their prime. It's a shit show. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a complete shit show. Yes, it, it was. It, like, guess what? I tuned in to watch it. Yeah, and, and I, I still watched it. About it, it got, cause, like, because like watching that Dada Five Thousand and Kimbo Spice fight. That set MMA to me. It, to me, it felt like they set MMA back maybe like no. five years. Okay, yeah, but the thing That's is, we still watched it though, man. Why? Why do we still watch it? <laughs> it's Campbell's life, though. Okay, like the whole thing. Like it's it's, it's different with black people, man. You know, the, like or people fans of Campbell's life. It's mostly black people still. Uh, like. When Kimbo Slice had, you know, saying he was, had on backyard street fights and shit, and everybody sat there and tuned into that shit. We watched it, right? Uh, and I, honestly, man, I, I hated. We didn't know why we watched this bare knuckle fucking fight, and we was trying to figure out, like, yo, this is crazy. And I, honestly, and man, Kim, Kimbo Slice, Kimbo Slice is, is a big reason why I got into MMA really, really big. When he was doing those. Uh, not uh those elite XC fights because I, I used to watch like the you know the street fights and then he had his professional fights in, in elite XC and I started watching it man and then from there you know I started watching a lot more UFC this was like when Rampage was was hot at the time so I started watching more UFC and then when Kimbo got on Ultimate Fighter that's when I, I really really when I, I would say UFC probably became my favorite or probably my second favorite sport at that point. I really got into it. And a lot of the reason was Kimbo Slice. So as much as much as like like we're we're, we're kinda like MMA purists now, at the end of the day, right. it's it, it takes freak shows <laughs> for for people to really get into it. Cause it's a lot of people that that saw that CM Punk fight. They, you know, probably never watched UFC like that before, but 
aside from that CM Punk fight, that was a hell of a card, man. You had, you know, uh, Verdun versus uh, Travis Brown. You had the heavyweight fight of Overeem versus Stipe for the championship. It was a couple very good women's fights on there. So you got people you that. There, didn't you? Yeah, I was there. <laughs> <laughs> You, you like, of course, you know, like to me, it was it was a it was a tempting card. All right, so since this is the other thing that we've been talking about, um, not to get off the subject with the uh, freak shows and everything. Oh yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. But but the um, that's what we was talking about. Like the UFC put out so many fights a year. It's a good thing, and it, it, it it's also a good thing, but it's also could be a bad thing. You know, with the UFC, with, like now they're putting out this like how many fights that came out like in the last two? You had three fights in one in, like in the past three weeks. Dude, three it, fight cards it, in the past three weeks. I think and, it, they were on a commercial saying that there's a fight every week for like the next nine weeks. I think it is or something like that. Yeah, it, it's good because they're getting a uh, they're. Uh, they look, they, not they, not they, not they top ten. They're not getting the top ten in in on these cards, other than them being on the main event. But like you got like maybe like the top twenty, the you know, it's in the top twenty fighters uh, in the UFC fighting each other. Right. And, you know what I'm saying? But it's a lot of these fighters that are like, yo, who is this dude? Oh, he was on Ultimate Fighter uh, Latin America. Right. I'm like, I don't know who the fuck this dude is. <laughs> Uh, you know, say like it, it's like this shit doesn't sound good to watch. Yeah, okay. You- I'm actually I'm glad you you brought that up, man, because that's kind of something I wanted to talk about, man. Like the UFC back when we first started watching it, you had maybe what six six to twelve pay per views a year, and then you might get like I don't know, maybe four or five like smaller fights in between there somewhere. Now it's like right. so when I first started watching it, it was maybe well not when I first started watching, it, but when it, uh, when I was like balls deep in it, uh-huh. uh, it was more like uh, they had like twelve pay per views in a year, so they pretty much had one every month. So they had one every month, and, and they threw probably like the Ultimate Fighter, like a fight. The Ultimate Fighter, so uh, yeah, the Ultimate Fighter only came out once. Right. right. And then you might have like a fight night, you know, what? Twice a year. Yeah. yeah twice a year. You see that twice a year. Because, so, like, the only reason why you you see the, uh, <clears throat> you have one, you have a, uh, you have the, you had that week of the Ultimate Fighter. So, say they have a, they have a, you know, say like a fight card. They have a, like a, like a little smaller, uh, fight night to promote the ultimate fighter. Right. You get what I'm saying? Right. So after that, after that goes off, after that fight, uh, after that fight goes off, that after that card goes off, then they transition to the ultimate fighter. So then you have maybe like four months of the ultimate fighter watching the ultimate fighter and everything, and then you watch. And then there you go with the. Uh, Another fight night, which is like the coaches, well, not the coaches, but the uh, Ultimate Fighter finale, which is was considered a fight night still. 
Right. And they would have that. So that was the two fight nights that you would see was during uh, right before the Ultimate Fighter and after the Ultimate Fighter. And then that was the only free fights that you see. Then everything else was on pay-per-view. And then I remember, I remember like every now and again, because this was back when like UFC was still coming on Spike. Every now and again, they would have a, <clears throat> I guess you would call it a, <clears throat> excuse me, I guess you would call it a pay-per-view, but they would have like a numbered UFC. So it'd be like UFC 127, but it would actually come on Spike instead of coming on a pay-per-view. And they would do like one or two of those every year. They would, they would give you like a free quote-unquote pay-per-view, but it really wouldn't be a title fight on there. It would be maybe like one or two names, and then the rest of the guys were like up-and-coming people or something like that. Yes. Um, they would have like, yeah, they would have like up and coming guys, but it was like, that's when the whole prelim type thing started coming about. Yeah. So they start putting like the prelims to the fights. But, they start doing that shit. But what, what it really seemed like to me is once they signed that deal with Fox, is that's when they start basically flooding the market with all, the, all these fights, man. Because at, cause at no, it first, it, what was that? It got bigger. Yeah, because like at first, you know, it was, like you said, you would get like maybe, we'll say at the most, 20 events in a year. Now it's like, damn, like literally every week, man. Like last week, I'm like, shit, I forgot that it, that, that uh, Lineker versus Dawson fight was coming on, man. Did you watch it? Uh, Yeah, man, because, you know, I'll I be at work at night now, so I'll, I'll have it on my tablet, but. <laughs> What you laughing at, man? Yo, Tommy, you know you ain't got no job. Man, fuck you, man. I do have a job. <laughs> man, I knew as soon as I said that, I'm like, shit, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> yeah. Man, well, but, for all the people that listen, uh, everybody that knows him down here, a lot of my friends down here in, uh, in North Carolina, the first thing he asked me, what do Devin do? <laughs> and I was like... And it was like, uh, I was like, he worked for GM. And it's like, this motherfucker does not work for GM because <laughs> there's no way in hell that a person from GM travels as much as he does because he's spending all this money in Vegas, all this money in these, uh, on these shows, these UFC shows, <laughs> they are expensive. <laughs> and, and they said he's working. Yeah, right. Everybody was asking, what do he do? He even went to one of my, he came to Virginia to watch one of my homeboys fights. Right, and that was one of the things everybody was asking me. What did your homeboy do? So that was that's when they gave him the nickname Tommy because nobody knows what he does down here. They don't. But <laughs> like I'm, you know, that's the only thing I was saying. Like, hey, you ain't got no job. <laughs> man, that's a little joke that we say with uh, with Devin. So man, I don't listening. If y'all, if you, all the listeners out there, when you see Devin, <laughs> or you, you know, saying you you tweet him whatever, <laughs> you call him Tommy. <laughs> Dude, I don't, I don't travel that much, man. Yo, so what's the last UFC fight you uh, went to? Uh, uh, Cleveland on, on September tenth. Okay, before that, what was the last time you went? Um, After that, before that, before that, uh, mm-hmm. Atlanta. That was like end of July, beginning of August. Okay, and. Birthday in Vegas. I mean, well, yeah, yeah. Birthday in Vegas. For 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 the for the and then let's see, New Year's. Actually, you spent New Year's. Yeah, New, it was New Vegas. Year's. Uh huh. 
Then I went to then I went to then I went to Boston. Saturday, you went to the USC. What what was that? USC what? What this past Saturday? No, that that Saturday. But yeah, but yeah, you went to. But this past Saturday, I, I, a lot of yeah, this past. Views, this past Saturday, I was in Indianapolis for uh, WWE United Champions and the Colts game. You're not helping your case right now. You know that, right? Hey, hey, beans. <laughs> so, so You're not I, helping it. wait. So Saturday, why am I flying to Baltimore, man? <laughs> you, you flying to Baltimore? Yeah, I'm flying to Baltimore this weekend to go to uh, NXT show and a uh, Baltimore Ravens game. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I completely destroyed my case, man. Dude, like literally, man, for like the past. <sighs> okay, so I went to Cleveland for U, the UFC, the CM Punk fight. I went back to Cleveland the next week and went to a Browns game. Uh, last week I went to Indianapolis for um, the Colts game and, and Night of Champions. I didn't do anything this past weekend, and then this weekend I'm going to Baltimore. Uh, I'm surprised you're not going to uh, London to go watch Michael Bisping beat Dan Henderson with one fucking eye. Okay. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll talk. Uh, we'll talk about that in, in a second, but yeah. honestly, man, that's one, that's one of my uh, one of my bucket list things to do is to go see a UFC fight outside of the country, preferably Brazil. Wow. I'm about to say, man, I've been hearing a lot of shit about Brazil lately, man. Like, so I started kind of like reconsidering that, man, but I, I still want to go. I'm surprised you haven't been to a UFC in Canada somewhere. Damn, why did I say that? But yeah. So, all right. So here's the thing. I, I was actually thinking about that, but I got I actually have to. Here we go. It's one coming up in the beginning of December, but I actually have to work that weekend, so I wouldn't be able to go. It's in Toronto. Yeah, and like so. The way it's set up, they got fight in Albany, New York, which is basically across the the uh, the border from Canada, from uh, Toronto. So I would go to Albany on Friday, do UFC on Saturday, and I want to say Sunday. Sunday it's a Buffalo Bills game, so like it's the perfect weekend. It's just that I got to work that Friday and Saturday. Anyway, let's uh, <laughs> let's 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 move on. Um, so, oh, that's something else I wanted to talk about, man. So, yeah, we were kind of talking about how they have all these fights right now. It's basically it's a fight every weekend, and the UFC is making all, all kinds of money. The company just sold for four billion dollars, man. It's a lot of fucking money, and yeah. a lot of that money is from the Fox deal. From you know, basically putting on some some damn good fights and bringing in money that way, and the Reebok deal they just signed. But fighter pay hasn't necessarily gotten any better, and it's, it's pissing a lot of people off. 
to the point where you got like big name fighters like Ben Henderson, uh, Phil Davis, um, Roy McDonald. You got these guys jumping to Bellator and jumping to other companies. And you also got a guy in Jose Aldo who's pissed off right now, not necessarily because of his pay, but because of the whole situation with Conor McGregor holding the featherweight title, but not defending it. So as much as I love the UFC, they definitely have their flaws. And let's spin spin this back to, to wrestling. You know, growing up, we were WWF, WCW, ECW fans. And you kind of have, like, that same situation going on right now with the UFC, with MMA. You know, WWF would be UFC, Bellator would be WCW, and I guess you could say a World Series of Fighting is, like, ECW. No, I wouldn't even put that there. We, we, okay, we're just going to go with Bellator and UFC. Bellator and UFC. We're just going to go with those two. Okay. We're just going with those two. Okay, fair enough. But because of all the stuff that's going on with the UFC and people not happy with their pay, they're going to start jumping over to Bellator. Like a lot of wrestlers from WWF jumped over to WCW. Do you see Bellator basically becoming a a viable option with people not happy with their pay and, you know, all all these other situations that's going on? Well, yeah. uh, Like I was explaining it. I think we had a conversation about that uh, like a while ago uh, about that whole uh, you didn't it's like you kind of seen it before but now you see it more remember I told you that I told you that this was going to happen I, I foreseen this shit because uh, I always said that uh, Bellator was going to be the WCW of MMA and, and yeah, we did have that conversation, and, and, but like I didn't think yeah. I didn't think Bellator had enough good names to make it happen because like a lot of those guys were trying to get to the UFC, which they did. You, know, you had like a Hector Lombard, uh, the current lightweight champion Eddie Alvarez. You had these guys jump over to UFC, but I don't think it really became that whole WWF WCW thing until that inside that Reebok deal. Because yeah, once that um, once that Reebok deal yeah. came in and it, like guys couldn't have their sponsors, it's like, well, fuck that because I'm not making any money now. So now I'm going to jump over to Bellator where I can actually have my sponsors and make more money. Yeah, because uh, like a lot of the Brazilian fighters, uh-huh. they depended on that. Uh, they really depended on that, uh, on their sponsorships. Uh, like uh, Vitor Belfort. Vitor Belfort have, I think he lost out like maybe like almost a half of like almost like close to a quarter million dollars that he lost out on Damn. in endorsements. Damn. And you lost, and uh, I think the smartest guy, uh, the smartest guy that I've seen, which I'm not really a big fan of him, but uh, I, I wasn't a fan of him as a fighter, but he took his stand with it and he ran with it and you know, so he's very successful now. Uh, Brandon Shaw, he took his stand on that Reebok deal, and he said, "Like, look, fuck Reebok. I'm not." <laughs> he's like, he's like, you know, do you know how many sponsors I have? Then I'd be losing money out on for this little bit of money that Reebok's giving me. Right. And he took his stand on that, and I'm, you know, what I'm saying, and 
And it, it got to a point where Brandon Shaw didn't even want to be on the on the, uh, the UFC video game. Damn. You know, so that's the type of that, that's the that's the that, that's the that's the crazy thing about that. It was like like wow. So, but he's very successful now as a podcaster, uh, right. and a kid. Uh, I'm not dropping anything, but like, but yeah, but the you know, saying like I'm not really you know, so I really don't listen to Fighter and a Kid that much, but. Uh, he's very successful at doing what he's doing right now. Right. Um, but like, far as like the, um, as far as like the pay that Reebok deal need to go because you're losing fighters because they're not getting paid like that. Like you got Benson Henderson, you know, say it wasn't just they gave him opportunities too. Just it, it just wasn't a pay, but it was more like, hey, I need to put the logo of my gym. You know what I'm saying? Right. On my shorts. Remember they used to have those banners? They yeah. used to have the banners. Yeah. You used to have the uh, banners with all your, your sponsors and then your gym and all that stuff on yeah. there, man. But they don't have that anymore. You're not doing that. So, no, have you guys, you don't know what gym they, if you, if they not the, uh, if they not the, uh, the, uh, the, the top tier guys, you don't know what gym they, uh, they come from. You really don't. And, and, and he's like, and you try, you try to figure out like, yo, what gym did this dude train at? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And you, and you don't have, you don't have that, uh, especially up and coming fighter that stays in in these. Uh, say if you up and coming fighter and and you try to figure out what where, where the hell Johnny Hendricks uh, trains at. Matter of fact, let me ask you. Me, uh, we kind of talked about CM Punk, right? And he yeah. he ended up fighting Mickey Gall. It was Mickey Gall, really his his second fight in the UFC. But you know he's an up and coming guy. It was a big opportunity for him to fight. You know CM Punk because he's fighting a guy with a name. Everybody's going to see him fight, right? Yeah. What gym does Mickey Gall train in? Oh, fuck about <laughs> Case in point. Like, yeah, exactly. You don't know. <clears throat> and only like you you. You're barely it's like right now, Wonder Boy Thompson. You don't know where the fuck do he train at. I know he's he's in South Carolina, which we we like he's he stays in South Carolina. That's right. where he stay at. And and it, but you don't know what gym that he trains at. I think I think they say like, uh, he trains with Chris Wyman's gym. Uh, you know, saying like, Oh, that's uh, uh, uh that Sarah Longo uh Yeah, we'll say Ray Longo's gym. Yeah. Yeah, whatever, and and that's what he's trained at. Like, but oh, you okay. wouldn't, but you wouldn't know that off the and top then, of your head if you, you know, were watching a fight. You know, you wouldn't really know that because he can't advertise yeah. it. And then on top of yeah, that, well, man, them damn uniforms they they have are confusing as shit, man. Like if you got two American guys, they they always have like black and white or white and black. I'm like, dude, change it up a little bit, shit. Well, they they have changed it up now. They're, they they can wear. Blue now, so they can have blue shorts on now. Right, but so they can wear blue. They can have blue. They can have. Uh, yeah, they can have blue. They can have. I think they can have red. Yeah, most of the time it's like whatever Canadian. whatever country you're from. They have like a a, a kit, Sorry. you know, a, a kit for your country or whatever. But it, I, I think it was all bad. And when you're losing guys like Roy McDonald and like I said Ben Henderson and um, come up Phil Davis. When you're losing guys that are you know contenders. Guys that have held championships or fought for championships, and you're losing them to Bellator—that's a problem, man. Yeah, 
And I, I think it's going to continue. And then you got a guy, Jose Aldo, who's pissed off right now because of the whole Conor McGregor situation. You know, he he's saying he might retire, but I, I mean, if he still wants to fight, I can see him jumping to Bellator. Well, I think that, well, he signed a, I don't know, I don't know what, how many fights he got on his contract. See, that's one of his things. He, he uh, I don't know what, uh, I don't know uh, what his contract looks like. So if he got a decent contract, uh, if, if he has maybe like three fights or whatever, he might as well just stick it out for the three fights. Fight three times, uh, I would take on all comers. I, I don't care who the fuck I'm fighting. I'll just fight whoever. And then, uh, if I win all three of them, I, I jump ship, get paid max money for uh, Bellator for five fucking fights, and then fucking retire. Okay. That is the way to do it. That's the way to do it. Because, like, hey, I did everything I could. I was the WEC champion. Uh, and then I'm, I was the UFC first uh, featherweight champion. The only, like, yeah, I'm the first the UFC heavy, uh featherweight champion yep. and to all the Conor McGregor fans out there uh, I'm not hating on uh, Conor McGregor but Conor McGregor haven't defended the belt no he hasn't and, 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 and that's why I completely he, but he's called himself he's called himself the greatest champion of all time that never defended his belt right and, and I was like and you have the you have the best featherweight of all time Josie Aldo and he's still, like, honestly, I call it, like, he is still the champ. Technically, like, Aldo is a champion. He is the, the uh, interim champion. He is the interim champion. And but, then, but, uh, but another reason why Aldo's pissed off is because, basically, Conor McGregor, he said, basically, Conor McGregor runs the company now. Because Conor McGregor is doing something that he want, that Dana White would let him do back in the day. Conor McGregor's going to be fighting for the lightweight title, um, was November 12th in New York. But a couple years ago, Aldo was like, well, I, I want to go fight for the lightweight title myself, but he wouldn't, Dana White wouldn't let him do it. So, and like, so Conor McGregor won the belt back in, what, December, when he officially became the, the, the undisputed champion. Conor McGregor's had two fights since then, and they were both at welterweight at 170. So it's like, how is it that you told me I can't fight in different divisions, but you're letting this guy go fight in other other weight divisions. So I, I definitely understand his point on why he's pissed off. You're, you're letting Conor McGregor do whatever the fuck he wants. And I was saying, like, and then he said if Conor McGregor's next fight is not at featherweight, if he doesn't defend that title, he has to give that belt up. Conor McGregor still got the belt. So, yeah, I, I 100% understand why uh, Aldo's pissed off. But at the same yeah, time, I understand why Dana White's doing also, it. That's also the uh, the language barrier. See, this is the thing with Brazilians. Like I'm just, the Brazilian fans. I met the Brazilian people out there. If you're an up and coming fighter, do not get duped by your language. Learn English. Study English. The more you can speak, the better you be. And that's just the way it is. Because that's the difference between. It's a big language barrier between the two about, you know, saying with this U.S. company, which is uh, the UFC, he doesn't have a bargaining chip other than his manager. His manager does everything. See, the manager is like the reason with Connor, like the reason why Connor is so smart is because he can speak the same language. So if that is since 
Connor can speak the same language, which is English, and he has, and he, he can he can say shit that Aldo don't understand until you know until somebody tells him what he was what he meant by that. You know what I'm saying? That's the big language barrier. That's the that's the difference. So Connor can negotiate the way he wants to because he can speak English. That's the difference. Uh, uh, if you look at how Anderson Silva got treated versus uh, Chelsea, Anderson Silva, only thing Anderson Silva did, he went out there and fought and knocked niggas out. Right. He was ghosting motherfuckers. That, that was the thing. He was ghosting motherfuckers. So, and then when you get a guy like Chelsea, Sun, that can speak very well, can speak very well, and all of a sudden it's like, uh, what is this guy saying? And, you know what I'm saying? He's making these, uh, you know, to these references to the WWE. He's stealing lines from the WWE and everything. Right. And using this, and, you know what I'm saying? And using this stuff, and, and Cecilia's not understanding what he's saying. So, here's the, qu- he, here's the question. So, are you saying that to really be a guy that really draws money? You you basically got to have that that wrestling almost like a wrestling background where you can cut a promo that pisses people off and you know gets people excited no. in, in the fight. No, no, because it's not it's safe. Safe answer to say is Wonder Boy start doing like wrestling promos. He's like, yo, this is not you. That's not you. It's really not him. It's it's, it's, it's like it, it, it doesn't sound. He's not a shit talker. You know what I'm saying? Wonder Boy is not a shit talker, so why are you talking shit now? You know what I'm saying? I mean, but... but You're trying to hype up the fight. That's not... They can see the fakeness in that. People can see fakeness in people. You know what I'm saying? That's the reason why... uh, uh, What's his name? Daniel Cormier is... You know what I'm saying? That's the reason why people see the fakeness in Daniel Cormier. Cormier is a... is a... is a... uh, is a good fighter. Um, He's a great fighter. You know what I'm saying? He's a good fighter. You know, so I ain't gonna say he's a great fighter because technically he, he haven't really, you know, say went to the, you know, say he haven't went to the, he haven't really defended his belt as often as he should. You know what I'm saying? To say, to say he's great, like, I mean, you forget. All right, I think that's gonna John, be. It. John, versus John Jones, like, you know, saying versus John Jones. John Jones fought three times a year, dude. Dude, but, okay, Cormier's only loss is. Four times a year. Cormier's only loss is to John Jones. If you go down the list of people Cormier's beaten, you're you're looking at a very impressive list, man. Yes, this is a very impressive list, but you know what I'm saying? But that that's a debate where it's more like, hey, uh, did you see John Jones' resume? John Jones' resume is a lot better. Oh, it's it's oh, I'm not saying it's not, but what I'm saying is that I think you're underselling Cormier, man. If, I am understanding. Right. Like, like, look, look, look. Maybe it's the fact that look. he's not a. You just don't like the motherfucker, guy. man. Just say what it is. You don't like the motherfucker, all right? <laughs> well, he, he, like I said, he's a good fighter. He's not. He's not one of those guys like. I think know, I'm gonna watch this pay per view. I'm not gonna sit there and like, yo, I'm gonna find some type of way to watch this pay per view. Would I pay for a pay per view with Daniel Cormier on it? If he's not fighting John Jones. Okay. Alright, he might not be he might not be a big draw, but the guy's a great fighter, man. 
Uh, you're saying good. I think the guy's great, man. Because anybody that's beaten Anderson Silva, Alexander Gustafson, Rumble Johnson, Dan Henderson, Roy Nelson, Frank Mir, Josh Barnett, Bigfoot Silva, I think that's a great fighter, man. Okay. We're we going we to ignore the whole Bigfoot Silva because pretty much every person is not Bigfoot Silva. Uh, okay. Except for my bad. My, my, my over Okay. If you want to go by that. But, Dude. Uh, okay. The, the, uh, the guys that he's beaten are either been former champions or fought four championships. Josh Barnett, former champion. Frank Mir, champion. Uh, Dan Henderson fighting for a championship right now. Rumble Johnson, Gustafson, Anderson Silva. Yeah, come on, but, man. You know, that whole Anderson Silva fight wasn't even. Don't even count. But hey, it's still a win, man. Come on, man. It's a it, it's a W it's a W, but it's like it's like, dude, come on, man. It, it's like it, it's like Beans. well, it's more of a moral victory for Anderson Silva than it was for him. Beans. It was more like Beans. It was more like, hey, it's a W. You know, Beans. I'm telling you, we we can get into this right now, but it's Beans. I, I know you hate the man. I know you hate the man, but give him his credit, man. Come on. I can't. I can't call him great. I can't do it. I can't do it. All right. Until he, <laughs> it, 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 like, until he beats John Jones. Okay. That's like saying. Wait, that's like saying Charles uh, Barkley ain't great because he didn't beat Michael Jordan. Yeah, he didn't beat Michael Jordan, but Charles Barkley's still great, man. But you don't like Michael Jordan either, so that's probably a bad example. Don't <laughs> <laughs> like Charles Barkley either, but still. Shit. <laughs> I wouldn't call it like like this. This is the thing where like Cormier, you know, saying good fighter, uh, good champion. He, you know, so I can still call him a good champion too, because he is a good champion. He is a positive champion. But do he sell tickets? No. Not do really. he? You know, what I'm saying, do he? Do he? Do he? Like he tries to. He wants to be. If he was more of taking responsibility to people that don't like him, uh, we're gonna go back to his wrestling. We're gonna go back to this. Uh, uh, Roman Reigns. Say fans like Roman Reigns. Right. Roman Reigns haven't embraced the fact that he, he's still not embracing the fact that people do not like him. He's not embracing it. He's not embracing it. I don't think. It, I don't think that's his fault, though. I don't think that's his fault. I think that's. Yeah, it's, it's probably it, it's, it's it's not his fault. But this like, McMahon hey, wants him to be the next John Cena, and the fans are just rejecting it. But this McMahon is old and stubborn, so he won't. <laughs> But here, here's what's fun. Here's what's, here, here's what's funny. You know who you just described? Who? John Jones. 
that's that's exactly what John Jones did. Exactly, John Jones tried to be the good guy. Oh, I'm, you know, I'm Mister Positive Role Model. Then after all this shit went down, he came back. This motherfucker came out cross chopping the shit like fuck you. And I'm like, and, and the people loved him. I, I was at that press conference um, when they announced all the fights for when they started announcing the fights for 200, and they was booing the shit out of Cormier. And they was cheering the shit out of John Jones. Now, mind you, John Jones just came back from <laughs> from doing cocaine. He got into a hit and run accident where he broke a pregnant lady's arm. He was suspended for uh, what, like a year? And they was cheering the shit out of him. And he he was out there. He was playing the perfect heel, crotch chopping, doing the DX crotch chopping shit. Basically, he said "fuck you, uh, Daniel Cormier" and all this other shit, man. And they were cheering him. So he was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm a bad guy. I'm going to go ahead and embrace it. And the fans loved him. <laughs> well, yeah. He, he, it's like you have to embrace it. If you don't embrace it, it's not going to, you know what I'm saying? It's like, if, uh, like the fact that uh, it, it's like they're not, if, you, if you don't embrace it, being a heel, you're just going to be stuck. You know what I'm saying? Like, say for instance, like uh, another person that uh, embraces being a heel. He came in as the bad guy, pretty much. He's pretty much, he is the bad guy. Uh, Conor McGregor, he is the bad guy. And it, it wasn't, it, it like, the only thing he meant to be the bad guy, it was a, he made this statement where he was like, hey, I'll come, he was like, I, he was like, I, I forgot, don't quote me on it, but like, I forgot what it said. It said, we don't come to, he was like, I don't come to uh, participate, I'll come to dominate or something like that along those lines. Uh-huh. And that's what he did. He's come, you know, saying he came in there with, you know, saying like, you know, he came in there talking shit, talking about these, uh, talk about how he's going to destroy these people's jaws. He's going, he's going to crush them. And, he, and this is what he's doing. He's, you know, so he's talking to shit. And then now he has a certain swag about himself. As the more fights he wins, he he has a certain swag about himself, and he's embracing the fact that hey, he's like I don't have to be like he's like he's like my country backing me. Exactly. Fuck the rest of y'all. If y'all don't fucking like me, fuck you. You know what I'm saying? He's embraced that. None of these motherfuckers when you when you hear booze, it's like like Chris Wyman, like Chris Wyman. The reason why Chris Wyman, the reason why Chris Wyman has the problem with America is not supporting him is be is is it's because he doesn't talk. Well, He's but boring. well, but here's the thing. So at, at that same press conference that when they announced Cormier versus uh, Jones when it was supposed to happen, Wyman was supposed to be fighting Luke Rockhold, and they they were there too. And like it was weird, man, because like Chris Wyman, he became a bad guy too. <laughs> like he started like talking shit to Luke Rockhold. Cause it, it basically like. <laughs> It's funny. It became like almost like a tag team match. It was Luke Rockhold and Cormier because you know they both from AKA. And then it was like John Jones and Chris Wyman, the two New Yorkers. And then like <laughs> Chris Wyman was like, "Yeah, me and John Jones, we're gonna walk, we're gonna uh, walk around with our championships and uh, beat these two AKA bums." And I'm like, "Oh my god, we just saw like the the former like MMA's version of DM, I mean DX right here, man. It, it was great." But at that point. I was then interested in watching Chris Wyman because, I mean, he's a—I think he's a damn good fighter. It's just that he's boring as shit, man. It's like the first time I ever saw Chris Wyman show personality, and I'm like, all right, I actually want to see this fight now. Yeah, 
but he got hurt. So, you know, that didn't quite work out. Yeah. Uh, like Chris Wyman, say things. Like, like, those, like Chris Wyman, he's, he, he, he tried. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, he tried. Don't get me wrong. He did. He's, I think he's, try, I think he's trying the fact that he, uh, he, well, because remember when he was champion, it was like, whatever, I'm the champion, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And, and, and really, for, the only way he, he his pay per view sold was when they put him with Ronda Rousey. <laughs> Ronda Rousey. Ronda, yeah. Ronda was the main event. He was the co-main. That's how. That's how. I don't. I don't remember him ever main being the main event of a pay per view when he was a champion. Uh, the last main. Well, Anderson Silva. The two Anderson Silva uh, fights. Well, but I'm Ronda saying. I mean, when he was the champion and not facing Anderson Silva. After that, man, every fight that he had, I remember he was the co-main. Because it was like two Ronda Rousey fights, and then it was the Rumble-Cormier fight. He was the co-main event. Yeah, if anybody knows otherwise, just hit us up. Just let us know if, if, if we're fucking wrong. So, you know. I'll I, I look, yeah, uh, look it up real quick. Go ahead. Yeah, but um, the, the whole thing with... Uh, Wyman, Wyman, he just, he just boring. Uh, <laughs> if you, that, that's just all it is. He's like, he's a good fighter. He was a good champion. You know what I'm saying? Like, even though he, he beat the greatest champion of all time, hands down, probably the best. One of my inspirations to actually get into him, actually fighting myself was Anderson Silva. Anderson Silva, you know what I'm saying, after Anderson Silva left, they left that void, when he lost, they left that void, like, yo, uh, Anderson Silva just had his very first loss in a very long time, and we didn't know, what, we didn't know how to respond, we didn't know how to accept uh, Chris Wyman, kind of like that Hulk Hogan and uh, Lex Luthor thing, type thing going on there, Lex Luger thing, remember that? Uh. We passed on the torch to him. And it didn't work. Oh, you talking about when they had the whole Lex Express bullshit? <laughs> yes, it did. Remember, it didn't work because back in the WWF, it just did not work. If the fan, it like I didn't, I like I didn't buy it. It was like they said, they said Lex was going to be the next uh, Hulk Hogan. Yeah, that was bullshit. And it it didn't work. It really didn't work. And that that's what happened. Where. Like, Chris Wyman, he's American. Like, that was the thing. Like, well, he's an American champion. He, he should do well. No. no he's nah. not doing well. Uh, he, he's not doing well. But, like, hey. if it was Chill Sonny that beat him, it would have been different. You know, it's funny. I'm looking at this. That fight with him and, and Vitor, that was the main yeah. event. <laughs> Ronda Rousey versus uh, Alexis Davis was the co-main event. But... Ronda Rousey was still on it, though. Yeah, but this thing, like, I didn't. I thought Ronda Rousey was the main event of that one because that's the fight I actually wanted to see. <laughs> but you forget Ronda Rousey was on the card. So yeah, like, Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey was the one that sold that card. Yeah, she the one that sold that card. Ronda Rousey didn't want to. She technically, I think they asked Ronda that she wanted to be the main. She said no. She said I think she turned that main because uh, I think they asked because because she was the highest paid fighter. She was the highest paid fighter in the UFC. Was right uh, now it's Conor McGregor, but like she was the highest paid uh, fighter in the UFC. What? And 
you, you know what? Since, since we're talking about Ronda, let's uh, let's jump forward to um, what what so far is huh? Yeah, I was about to say, what's the the rumored card for uh, 207, which I'm probably going to be at in Vegas New Year's again. <laughs> so, right now... You're not helping your cause. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> so, right now, the rumored card is... Um, it, it looks like it might be... It might be three title fights on that card. And... Well, I'll just start from the bottom. One of the fights that's pretty much done... And probably going to be on that card is Kane versus Verdun rematch of um, well, it's not for the championship, but it's a rematch of their championship fight in May. Um, awesome. Yep. Also on that one, the rumor is Dominic Cruz is going to fight Cody Garbrandt. That, that's definitely a fight I'm looking forward to. That that'll be for the bantamweight championship. All right, and then. All right, we'll talk about it. All right, I'll, you know what? Well, let's go ahead. Let's go ahead. And jump into that right now, then, and we'll 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 bring up the other two in a, in a second. So, okay, okay, just Cody Gar- Garbrandt. Okay, so we just so I think we just ignored the fact. What the fuck happened to T.J. Dillashaw? <laughs> um, so we just ignored. So we just like I guess we just ignored the fact that T.J. Dillashaw is is no longer in the title hunt. That's what you. That's what you just. Uh, that's what they just. That's what they just said. That's, they was like, yo, so where the fuck is T.J. Dillashaw on this? I mean, uh, the dude is ready. He's ready. Get this dude is like, yo, he he defended the belt like how many times? Twice. I, I want to say twice. Yeah, twice. Cause he, he beat he beat Joe Soto. He beat, yeah, he beat Joe Soto. They get, uh. It was short notice too. He beat Joe Soto, uh, and he beat Hannah uh, Hannah Morale twice. Yeah, he so he beat he took he took the belt from uh, Hannah Morale, and then he beat him the second time. Yep, and then so, his fight and, after that, he lost to Dominic Cruz, but he which was which I was at that fight by the way, but uh, <laughs> but that was in January, and he and he fought on UFC 200, but he's. And he won this fight at 200, but he hasn't received a rematch. Yes. Exactly. So, uh, so like, where is the rankings? Where is the, what the fuck is the rankings doing? But that's the reason why fighters are jumping shit. But dumb shit like this. Other than the pay, other than, yeah, other than the pay, people are jumping shit because of dumb shit like that. It, where you got... These guys that leapfrogging over, I think I don't know uh, what's uh, what's Cody Garbrandt's uh, what's his uh, record? What, what I ain't gonna say what's his uh, record because he's undefeated. What is his uh, ranking? Um, I'm not sure. I, I'll look that up real quick. I, I know he's probably one of the top five guys. Definitely. I mean, I'm not gonna say Cody. Well, I- I'm not going to say Cody Garbrandt doesn't deserve a title shot. I think he does. But Dillashaw should have got one <laughs> before him. Or, um, or, we, or why in the fuck is TJ not fighting Cody Garbrandt? That, that's another, yeah. That's it, what I'm saying. It's like where, it's like, you, you, it's like you just leapfrogged over the fucking number one 
contender. Technically, he's number he's he's number one. I think I, if I'm not mistaken, TJ Dillashaw is still number one. So how the fuck you leapfrog over uh, like if you're number five? How the fuck you leapfrog over him? It's different if he had another fight or if he's injured or something like that. That's that, that's a, that's a good reason to leapfrog a, a, a person like that. But still, whoever's number two, number two should be fighting. Ooh. All right, so here's the rankings, right? So Cruz is the champion. <laughs> number one is TJ Dillashaw, right? Mm-hmm. Number two is Rafael Asansau, who TJ Dillashaw beat at UFC 200. Yeah. Guess guess what Cody Garbrandt is? No, say three. He's number six. So, so, yeah. so TJ Dillashaw, who just beat the number two ranked guy and was the champion, and the only match he, only fight he's lost so far in a while, it was to the champion, got jumped by the number six guy. Yeah, that's a problem. Well, I think, and I think the other thing too, uh, I think the other thing is TJ Dillashaw do not sell tickets. Like well, I, I, like what I mean, he don't sell tickets where he doesn't talk or tries or try to promote the fight. Yeah, you but know what I'm but you, you, here here's where here's where this fight draws interest. Okay, Dominic Cruz just just beat um, Uriah Faber, right? Yeah, and that, that was the big rivalry. But what one thing that Uriah Faber did a very good job of was pumping up Cody because he's one of he's one of those uh, alpha male guys, and you got the alpha male killer <laughs> in Dominic Cruz. So on paper, as far as like selling tickets, this is a bigger fight than T.J. Dillashaw. Even though Dillashaw is no longer a, um, a alpha male guy, but. Cody Garbrandt is like the one that uh, Dominic Cruz hasn't beaten yet, so I, I guess that's that's why this fight draws more, or it has you have more interest in this fight. But I agree with you, man. TJ Dillashaw deserves his rematch, man. Or they should have had uh, Cody Garbrandt versus versus TJ Dillashaw for that number one spot, and then you yeah, could you could sell that fight. You could sell that fight because you got Dillashaw, who's a former alpha male guy, going up against a current alpha male guy. But exactly. uh, that, that's why I'm not understanding. I was like, that's the reason why people jump shit. It, it's, it, it's like stupid shit. Like the topics that, that the topic that you just asked me on about like a while ago, you know, say about about uh, people jumping shit. The Bellator. These are the reasons why people are jumping shit. Yeah, they're not getting treated right. Where yeah, they're not getting treated right. It's it, it's uh. Where Bellator is not, they don't have that pay-per-view, they don't have pay-per-view, but they willing to pay you, though. Exactly. And, and to give you and a so, title shot if you deserve one, too. Yeah. So, like, I'll guarantee you, like, nah, if TJ Dill show up like this, man, fuck the UFC, I'm on my last contract, I'm going to fight whoever, and I'm going to Bellator. Right. And I'm getting an immediate title fight. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. I'm I'm getting a media title fight because every because what I what I, if they had a ranking in Bellator, all the UFC fighters would outrank half those guys. <laughs> That's true. That's definitely true. It, it's a, so if you like 
Ben Henderson. That's the reason why Ben Henderson got a immediate, uh, immediate title fight. I mean, he was at a welterweight. former champion in the Even UFC. Was, you know, one of the best fighters in the world. Yeah. Yeah, and he was on a two-fight win streak at welterweight. So, and then he went to Bellator, and he was like, "I'm fighting. I want to fight at welterweight." They was like, "Fine, that's cool. You can do that." Uh, you or you want to fight at uh, lightweight? They was like, uh, "Such such as you got a fight coming up." He was like, "I need to fight now." So they was like, "All right, we we put you against the welterweight champion." Right, and that's what he did. Uh, you see that because he outranked everybody. He pretty much yeah, he outranked uh, all those other guys that came in. Former U- uh, WEC champion, former uh, UFC champion, on a two fight win streak. Yep. Damn, you want to get that, and that's automatic. And, and that's an automatic, uh, automatic, automatic boost for uh, Bellator because now you got a guy that people know in a Benson Henderson or a Phil Davis or Roy McDonald fighting for your championship. So it's like, okay, all those people that are fans of UFC or fans of those guys, oh, I get to see my guy fight for a championship in Bellator now right away, and I don't have to pay sixty dollars to see it. All right. So, so, so you think? So you think? You think T.J. Dillashaw is going to be like probably one of the next ones to make that jump? No, I think he's. I think he's happy with that. I think he's like if it was, uh, if it if that happened to like uh, Dominic Cruz, if this if that was happening to Dominic Cruz, Dominic Cruz would have left. So wait. You know so do you, so do you think T.J. Dillashaw should make that jump if he doesn't get a title shot soon? Okay, all right. Well, I see why not. All right. Well, What's, what else is on that card? Yeah, I'm gonna say let's jump back into the rumor 207. So, um, you got it's two more title fights as, as rumored to be on there or contenders fights. Uh, either it's gonna be Rumble versus Cormier for the belt, or it's gonna be Rumble versus John Jones for the number one contender spot. So, I already know this is going to be a pretty interesting conversation because we've talked about this before. So. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. I'll let you take the, go ahead and jump into it, man. I know, you okay. got, I know you got a lot to say How about it. I don't like Daniel Cormier, but Daniel Cormier had it right. Daniel Cormier had it right. Daniel Honestly, man, that's a fight. I, that's one of the fights I really want to see because we haven't seen it yet. I really want to see that fight. But I wanted yeah. to see it. Was it a year ago, two years ago, when it was supposed to happen? But the question is, why yeah. did why didn't we see that fight? Uh, you know why? Because John Jones John can't. Jones. John Jones can't keep his nose clean, man. He's always it's always something with John Jones, man. And and the problem is, I, and honestly, John Jones. 
was one of my favorite fighters, man. The first fight I ever went to with you, it was in Atlanta to see John Jones versus Rashad Evans, man. He's one of my favorite fighters. But the problem is, you can't count on the guy because he's always getting into some shit. Like, he, he was supposed to be on UFC 200, man, but he got busted, like, two, three days before the fight for um, whatever it was he had in his system and basically fucked up that card, man. Uh, he, he, was, uh, he was taking dick pills, yo. <laughs> he was taking dick pills. Oh, God. But, no, that's, uh, that's another subject right there, but... Uh, but it's it's always uh, it's always something with him, man. And it's like, how do you how do you put him in another number one contenders fight when he's shown you time and time again that you can't depend on him to do the right thing and not fuck up? Well, okay. Now I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna give, I'm gonna give you an example. You seen that movie Office Space, right? One of the greatest, technically, I think that's one of the greatest movies of all time. Yeah. It's up there in my top five. Okay, you've seen Office Space. Right. All right. Off, like, the whole purpose of Office Space, the fuck-up always get everything. Regardless of what it is, the fuck-ups get, get the best shit. That's what happened. John Jones is a fuck-up, so John Jones get whatever. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? The fuck-ups get everything. Regardless of what it is, it's they, they, you know, say like, it's like, dude, this dude doesn't even have a job. Uh, this, this dude doesn't even have a job, but you see how he's living? You know, so you're looking at this dude like, damn, how the fuck you get all of this? You know what I'm saying? That's right. the type of thing. It's, guys like that always get rewarded. You know what I'm saying? It's always going to be guys like that in the world. But, and, and John Jones is, is that guy. And... Maybe because, like, maybe because he did so much for the UFC to give him all the chances in the world. Because remember, he has proven himself to be one of the best fighters of all time. He's he's, you, has, he's probably you can make the argument that John Jones is the greatest fighter of all time. You can make that ar- argument. Yes, yes, you can. You can make that argument. It's like to me, I think he's number two. He's still number. He's he's number two. But, yeah, he's number two. He's number two. But he's he's but, he's definitely in that conversation, man. Yeah, he's in that conversation. But like, you also have to look at, you know, things like you look at guys that worked hard for it. Like even like you go back to where I said I don't like Cormier, but he's a good fighter. Cormier worked his way up. Exactly. He, he worked his way all the way from Strikeforce Challengers series to the the yep. champion, the UFC champion. Right. And you, you know what I'm saying? Like, he, that's why I was like, he's a good fighter. You know, I can't call him great because he's not in my top 10. He's not even in my top 10 favorite, I mean, best fighters of all time. He's not. But, okay. and that's the reason why I can't, that's why I call him a good fighter. Because, like, I, I, would t- I would say if he's trash or whatever. <laughs> he's not trash. He's a good fighter. Right. Uh, his fighting style and everything, it fits well. If you ask me, you know, but if he was younger, if Cormier was younger, then we could actually make a. Uh, we can probably see more years out of him. We not. I think. I think he, Cormier probably got two more years in him. But uh, anyways, going back to this. Uh, yeah. So so. Rumble, wait. So Rumble worked his way up. 
you know what I'm saying, like Rumble worked, worked you know, and these guys worked their way up to get to this, uh, to get to, number, you know what I'm saying, to be number one and number two, to fight for this belt. And, right. or had the belt. And John Jones, he fucks up, get on probation, and hey, you know what, you get an immediate title fight. No, that shit's not right. That's 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 so fucked up. So here, you got this. But my, my my thing is this, man. If you keep giving him these immediate title shots after you know he keep fucking up, what's the incentive him for him to stop fucking up? Yeah. <laughs> like, dude. Exactly. Like, it, in his mind, it's like, all right, yeah, I know, I I, I got caught with cocaine and weed and. I, I I got in a hit and run accident and I broke this pregnant lady's arm, but you know I'm a go to print. I'm a you know do my time. I'm gonna do my suspension. I'm a uh, you know do whatever. And then I'm just gonna show that you know I'm gonna show up and then I'm gonna get an immediate title shot, which he did. He got an immediate title shot against Cormier, but Cormier had to pull out due to injury. So he fought Saint Proof for the interim title. So he had a championship. His first fight back was a championship fight. So the next fight was yeah. you know UFC 200, right? He gets busted for yeah. for dick pills, and now they're talking about okay, well, we're gonna give you uh, an immediate number one contenders fight against Rumble Johnson because we won this fight last time and we didn't get it, and I know the people really want to see it. But it's like, okay, every time you fuck up, you either get a number one contenders fight or a championship fight. Why would you stop fucking up? And like, yeah. And like, here's the thing. Like, I, do I want to see that? Do I want to see this fight between Rumble and John Jones? Yes, it's definitely a fight I want to see. Do I want to see the rematch between John Jones and Cormier? Yes, it's a fight I want to see. But I'm with Cormier, man. Cormier, he he said I don't want this fight anymore. It, it like, I invested way too much time, wasted too much of my time investing energy into John Jones when the shit never pays off. Like, why? Why? Like, this guy doesn't get it. He keeps fucking up. Why? Why do I want to fight this guy anymore? Like I'm tired. Of, he's tired of dealing with John Jones, and I don't blame him. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree one percent. Uh, it's it's a it's an ongoing thing with the UFC, which they don't understand. Like I get it. It's to put butts in speed. Yeah, and you would make more money. This is how they did it. I would have put John Jones on that card. I would have put John Jones, regardless, I would have put John Jones on the card. But that title fight would have went straight to Rumble. So Rumble and Cormier. I would have put John Jones against somebody on that, uh, somebody in the top ten, like a Alexander Gustafson. He don't, like. I don't think they want to fight each other again. Uh, I, I think Gus would that rematch. You know, like you know what's funny, man? I'm looking at the top ten right now, and pretty much John Jones is beating all these guys already. <laughs> exactly. I would if it would have went Gustafson. I'd be like, yo, Gustafson, and yeah, Gustafson and uh, John Jones. Wait, let they me fight on that same card. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna run through the top ten real quick. All right. No, mm-hmm. Number one, Rumble Johnson. Two, mm-hmm. two is Gustafson, who he beat. 
who John Jones beat. Three is Teixeira, who he beat. Four is Ryan Bader. He beat him. Five is over the St. Prue. He beat him. Six is Shogun Hua. He beat him for the title. Seven is Rashad Evans. He beat him. Number seven, I mean, number eight is Jimmy Menowa. Number nine is Nogueira. And number 10 is Nikita Kirilov. So, John Jones is beating most of these people. <laughs> and then the one once you start getting down towards the bottom, these are people he hasn't beaten, but you know they're up and coming guys, or they they're washed up. So, I mean, unless you want to see John Jones I, versus Nick Harris in the top ten, I'm still trying to figure that shit out. I don't know, man. So unless you want to see John Jones versus Menowa or John Jones versus Corey Anderson or Latifi or you know one of those guys. It might might not have a choice but to have him fight Rumble Johnson, man. Well, I, I would have gave him one of those. Well, well uh, basically, basically make John. Was, he's fighting. Well, Mayweather's already fighting. He's fighting on this card right here. Right. right. Uh, this, this weekend. Right. But I'm saying, like, so basically, like, use John. I said, yeah, that might be a good move. Use John Jones as a gatekeeper for one of your young and up and coming fighters. Yeah. And then, like, hey, you know what I'm saying? Like, hey, you. Fight one of the guys. It's like Latifi. You fight Latifi, right? Which you probably was school, but still, you on the same card. You getting your money, so you getting your money. You're not because like, and then you you be in shape. So if you finish the dude off real quick, you can jump directly into a, a, a mid house fight. Okay, that's mm-hmm. what you should do. You should at least get one fight in. All right, Make so, that happen. So all right, which one, which one of these fights do you do you want? To happen on two hundred seven, Rumble versus Cormier or Rumble versus John Jones. Rumble versus Cormier. Okay, I agree with you. All right, let, let's go ahead and jump into what will probably be the main event of that card. So there's two fights out there for Ronda Rousey right now. It's either Ronda versus Amanda Nunez for the championship, mm-hmm. or Ronda versus Cyborg. She smells so good, man. It's great. <laughs> she's a, she's a really nice person. But yeah, Ronda Rousey. Okay, but Ronda needs to leave. Edmund. She needs to leave that camp. If she would, if she fights somewhere else, if she was at a different camp, go. I would even say if you go to if the, you even go hang fight, out with the Diaz brothers. I would even throw her at, huh? Go hang out with the Diaz brothers. They used to call her the Diaz sister, man. Go hang out with them again. She, need- she used to uh, cross train with the Diaz's, or she go to uh, 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 Gil Melendez gym. Right. You go to uh, Gil Melendez, uh, Gilbert Melendez gym. But, go there and go train with them, cross train with him and everything. But dude, I don't, I don't, and shit like that. I don't understand why Edmund ha- still has people, man. Because like Travis Brown has been trash since he got with him. Yeah. Like Travis Brown just got. <laughs> he got fucked up by Verdun, man. Yeah, 
He got knocked out by Kane. I I don't see I don't see why he's there. I don't I don't get it. It's not working for him or Ronda. Well, the only fight that he won with Edmund was I think he won that fight. I think he won probably like against I think it was maybe two fights. It's like Meathead and uh, in Boston. Yeah, he fought me like even though that was a controversial uh, eye poke that he. Had, and, and you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that was a controversial eye poke and everything. Because you've seen a dude's fucking eye. That shit looks hideous. Right. And, but, uh, Travis Brown is, uh, I think what the thing about it is, Edmund is not a MMA, uh, coach. That's the thing. She, and, and uh, not an MMA coach. He, he's not a striking coach. I'm going to say he's not a striking coach. He's a boxing coach. He's not an MMA boxing coach. It's different where you have different style. You you, uh, you have different styles to uh, the MMA. So like if you if you kickboxing, you don't have kickboxing MMA. You get what I'm saying? Right. Kickboxing MMA, the, the style is different because you when you kick, you don't lead. You, like when you kick, you don't. Uh, you don't let that uh, that leg uh, lay out there on there. So when you kick somebody, you don't go all the way through. If you go all the way through with the kick, they can actually grab your leg and take you down. Right. You don't have to worry about takedowns. Boxing, you know, in boxing versus MMA boxing. MMA boxing is different, where you can worry that you you're thinking about people kicking you. You know what I'm saying? So right. your movement and sh- you know, saying boxers are normally. Uh, if you if you're a boxer, you normally a if you're bo- if you if you know him for being a boxer, you a you you pretty much good on your uh, on your back. Being a you know saying grappling wise, you'd be a good grappler. Um, but going back to um, the transition, he's not a coach for MMA. He is not. Um, so I, I guess kind of the I guess kind of the question is like even. Whether she fights uh, Cyborg or Amanda Nunez, who I, I really like Amanda Nunez. I, I've been watching her back since uh, her Strike Force days, and I, I've thought for a while, like, man, like, once she gets a little bit of experience, man, that's, I really want to see her fight Ronda because I think it'll be a good fight. So the question is, is like, which one of these fights is, is better for her, and can she win? And which one can she win, or is her striking that bad? It would be Cyborg or Nunez. Well, okay. Well, let's say which one is, which one is better for her, and which one do you think is the bet is the bet? Which one is better for her for Ronda style, and she can Nunez. actually win, and which one is the better fight? Nunez. Nunez is the best fight for her for her style. Nunez is the best fight for her her career. Nunez is the best fight for her. You have. A fucking killer in <laughs> cyborg. Okay, a natural born fucking killer right. in cyborg. You're not going. It's like Rhonda is not going to be cyborg unless you, you know. Say it like because she has to get into a bra to get inside to even even think about a hip toss or anything. Right. You get what I'm saying? Right. You got to hit, and the work, what she's going to do, she's going to leg kick you. She's going to head kick you. 
And then she's gonna and she's gonna throw out elbows that your ass is not gonna fucking see. Like no, I've been saying, I've been saying for you. But New Year's, New Year's, she is known for gassing out, and yeah. uh, you know, what I'm saying the later round, she's known for gassing out the later rounds. But New Year's, she is champion. She's the champion for a reason, right? When she blitz, if she decides to blitz in on Ronda Rousey, Ronda, if Ronda, if she, if Ronda Rousey get that space where she can hit toss her, because uh-huh. that's not gonna go. You know, what I'm saying like. If she can get in that space where she can hit toss, get underneath her, and, and take her to the ground, that's what she's going to do. And she's going, and Ronda's going, we're going to slide right in. Get that nice little arm man? bar. <laughs> that nice little arm bar, and tap her out. Because I, I look at it like this. I look at it like this, man. Either one of these fights, striking is going to be a problem for Ronda. So she has to. Like she can't get into any kind of striking battle with either one of them because if it comes to striking battle, she's gonna get knocked out. But the problem is, like I feel, I, I'm, I I agree with you. She has a better chance of beating Nunez because she has <laughs> she has weaknesses. With Cyborg, man, I don't <laughs> I don't know if it's the fact that we've never really seen her get into a fight where like she was in any kind of trouble or if it's even possible to get her into any kind of trouble like she's a fucking monster man like uh, like dude we uh, you, you've seen that training you've seen the, like the training session she used to have with her ex-husband right where she was tossing his ass around right yeah yeah that, that got like Wait, he, he was I, fighting I at what like too, so. say what <laughs> i think that's how the bedroom went too yeah pretty much <laughs> <laughs> Ronda can't strike. Ronda, I said Ronda can't strike with either one of them. Wait, what was that? Layla Ali was the first person to say this shit. She doesn't have any head movement, and then I and and then I was like, whoa, like yo, I did not see that, and she was like, that's the factor right there. She doesn't have any uh, head movement. She Dude, I, I think the worst and, thing that ever happened to Ronda Rossi was knocking out Betch Correa. And I, I know yeah. that I know that sounds weird because she won the fight, but the worst thing that ever happened to Ronda Rossi was knocking out Betch Correa because it it boosted her head up so much that she felt like, oh, I can knock anybody out. My striking is the shit now, and it basically okay. set her up for a failure. Because then when she went up against Holly Holm, who is a Champion boxer, kickboxer. She's like, oh, I can, I can box with her. No, the fuck, I can't. All right, let me go back. <laughs> let me uh, stick to what I know. And then when uh, when Holly Holmes stopped her takedown, 
and, and, and she couldn't get her down, Ronda Rousey was shot at that point mentally. Like, oh, shit, I don't know what to do now. <laughs> if, I can't, if I can't strike with her and I can't take her down, I don't have anything now. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I agree 100%. The whole thing about that where it's, um, it's real tricky with Ronda is she goes and she do sparring matches. The whole thing with Ronda, she never, she don't do sparring matches. She don't spar. That's the, that's the problem. Where you don't have your timing right, where you're, you're a little bit sloppy when you're, uh, when you punch and she doesn't do any sparring. If she spars, yeah, she she looks she looks great throwing punches on the, on the bag, man. She looks great doing that. But as as the great Bruce Lee used to say, uh, "Bag don't hit back." <laughs> she's a she's a good pad fighter. You know what I'm saying? Like you have guys that you know how some you hear the story like that guy was a good gym fighter, right? She 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 looks great throwing you know punches to the bag and you know the uh, pads, but when you know when. Shit, as Mike Tyson said, everybody's got a plan until you get punched in the face. Like when when that person strikes back, what then what do you do? Yeah. What do you do? Yeah, but yeah, but Rhonda, you know, saying so like I, you know, so I, if, if this is this is not a diss towards Rhonda at all. Right. Love Rhonda. Me too. Love to meet her. I would love to actually have a beer with her. Okay, if, if, she, if she smoked weed, if she still smokes weed, I would like to have a blunt with her. Yes. Okay? The whole thing is now, it, what Rhonda is, it's like, is your heart into it? Yeah. Your heart is into it. You need to start, you need to see, you need to, you need to see Edmund to the fucking door. Exactly. Go cross train with the Diaz brothers, or you were, not even, you even have to cross train with the Diaz brothers. You can go to Alpha Male. You can go to uh, Denver. Go do go. Uh, go, go hang out with Muscle Farm. Go hang out with Muscle Farm. Go, go, go hang out with uh, Dwayne Bang Ludwig, man. Go go holler at Bang. Yeah, they would get you right. You know what I'm saying, like, cause dude, you, we, we should we should have known something. Was, we should have known something was up when Ronda Rousey's mama came out and said, "This dude is a fucking bum." Yeah. Well, the, her, 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 but the whole thing is like she has one of those moms. Yeah. You, you know those, you know so- those moms are where she yeah. doesn't like anything. Those soccer moms or Better. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to even say faster. Because, yeah, and faster. 
she's fast. Like, she's a complete fucking killer. She's ghosting bitches. Like, everybody, like, want to find out at 40, at, uh, at 140. She's ghosting them bitches. They're like, who the fuck is this person? Like, she's, you know what I'm saying? They, they lost their soul trying to get stopped for Right, so let's go. Let's go ahead and wrap up this round of question. I mean, round of conversation by asking this question. All right, we we said which fight was better for Ronda, right? So you said Amanda Nunez. Mm-hmm. So the question is, which fight do you want to see, Cyborg or Nunez? I don't want to see her fight, uh, Ronda. I, I'm like, Ronda. I don't want to see Ronda fight uh, Cyborg. Just like I didn't want to see. Uh, I didn't want to see. Uh, uh, Cyborg versus, uh, what's her face? Uh, uh, Smith? Uh, oh, uh, Gina Carano? Yes. I didn't want to see that shit. So I knew Cyborg was a fucking killer. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, all right. That brings up another question then. <laughs> Who's left to fight Cyborg if you don't want to see her fight Ronda? Cyborg fights whoever Cyborg wants to fight. As long as it's not That's the question. Like, who who is the who's this magical person that can actually give Cyborg a, a, a run? We could possibly give her a run. I would say Holly Holm. Holly Holm, they can give her a run. You think so? Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm sure. I mean, I, I kind of agree with you, but you got to remember, Cyborg got ground game too. We just don't really get to see it because she's knocking bitches out. <laughs> Let's go ahead and uh, let's let's jump to the the card that was just announced for UFC 205. Let's go. First of all, let me just ask you, man. What what do you think of this card overall, man? Overall, uh, that card was man. It's it's like you know it's like Bobby uh, Lashley, fucking Jack, my dude. It's like that's exactly what it is. Honestly, man, I, I think this might be this might be the best fight card UFC has ever put together, in my opinion. Okay. I think it's better. I think it's better than two two hundred. We're gonna pause that. We're gonna pause that. You know why? Why is that? Because it hasn't been the week of the fight yet, so we don't know shit gonna change. People get stuck in elevators. <laughs> uh, some injuries, some cocaine. We don't fucking know. I'm just, I'm right, just saying, so have, I'm just saying, on paper, on paper, right now, this is the best card. I, this, to me, this is better than what 200 was supposed to be. That was, that's what uh, 200 poster looked like. Yes, yeah. I, I think it looks better than the 200. Like. I, I think, I, dude, from top to bottom, one of the best cards I've ever seen. Like, I'm gonna run through the card real quick. All right. 
your opening three fights on the fight pass prelims, you got Liz Carmouche versus Caitlin. Cook. I don't even know who the hell that is, but Liz Carmouche is on there. <laughs> uh, that should be a prelim. It should be just like a, a, a prelim within itself. Go ahead. Right. Uh, Lyman Good versus. I don't know who the fuck that is. Balat. 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 <laughs> Muhammad. I don't know who that is. But yeah, it, yeah, 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 I know. Yeah, Muhammad, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that should be, that, that, that well, yeah, that, that's supposed to be on Fight Pass. Keep going. All right. And then your main event of the Fight Pass is Jim Miller versus Tiago Alves. Which should be, which that could have been a... A Fox prelim? A or prelim. Yeah, that could have been like a, a prelim co-main. That could, that could be like a prelim co-main or like a, a low-level uh, main event, man. Like opening main event yeah. fight. So, yeah. so the opening Fox prelim fight is Tim Bose versus Rafael Natal. Hell of a fight! All right. That's a hell of a fight. Um, yeah, no. The second, <laughs> the second prelim fight: Tim Kennedy versus Rashad Evans. Why is that a prelim? That should be a that should be a uh, that should be a main event. <laughs> That could be a. That, I said that on could be. Fight, you know, so. Yeah, that could be a main event on like a Fox Sports One card, right? Yeah. So the next fight. Or even a Fox. Yeah. Yeah. So the next fight, <laughs> Khabib Nagurdmanov. <laughs> I can't never say his name. <laughs> versus. Yeah. Versus Michael Johnson. That could be. Ooh. That could be the main event of a Fox card or a Fox Sports One card. The the main event of the Fox Sports One prelims is Frankie Edgar versus Jermaine Stevens. Wow. Okay, Jeremy Stevens. Yeah. Versus Frankie Edgar. Okay. All right. So your opening fight on the on the uh, pay per view is Misha Tate versus Raquel Pennington. Hell of a fight. Oh. Mm. Well, yeah. Next fight on the main event is Donald Cerrone versus Kevin Gastelum. Good one. Yep. Next fight is Chris Wyman versus Yoel Romero. That that could be a champ. That could be that, that could have been a championship fight right there. Yeah. All right, and then oh man, <laughs> Joanna Zinjacek versus Carolina Kella, the other Polish chick. I can't never say her name. <laughs> so what's that? Sh- uh, Shiver Banco or some shit like that? No, uh, I don't know. Fuck it. No, Kyle. 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 Wick. Yeah. <laughs> but that, that's a hell of a fight. <laughs> uh-huh. We gotta get this shit right. You go do podcasts. We gotta get names right. <laughs> I. All right. Come on. I. I can barely say Jin J check. Um, right. The co-main event, by the way, Joanna, she's a great person too, man. She smells yeah. good. She smells good. Okay, <laughs> uh, the co-main event is Tyron Whitley versus Wonder Boy. And your main event is Eddie Alvarez versus Conor McGregor. Uh, I think that's what it, uh, I would have loved to see that. You know, 
I mean, well, if John Jones wasn't in no bullshit, he probably would have been on this one. But um, I wanted to see Aljamain Sterling on this fight, man. Uh, yeah, he's not on that card. I'm, I'm he'll probably Aljamain will probably be on that uh, that fight in Albany in December. I can see him getting on that one, but I, I wanted to see him on this one too, man. But to, yeah. to me, man, top to bottom, that this might be the best fight card they've ever put together. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I guess we say that for another podcast over the picks and shit. But. All right, yeah, we'll 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 uh, yeah, if if you want to, when two hundred five comes around in November, we'll we'll do this again and we'll you know go through our picks or whatever and see how it stacks up to you know two hundred or something like that. Yeah, um, well, as far as the the top to bottom, yes, great card, man. Just, uh, I just hopefully everybody stay healthy. True. So if everybody stay healthy, we get a awesome card to watch. It'll exactly. be worth watching or worth the sixty bucks that we gonna have to pay the <laughs> fucking uh, card. Man, you know what I'm saying? Right. I don't have like you know what I'm saying like baller stats like a hundred dollars or whatever. You know, right? Three hundred dollars to go to a fight. You sure you ain't going to that um that card? What New York? So here, here's the thing, man. Um, I don't know, man. I don't even know if I told you, man. I got a girlfriend now, man. Yeah, you told me. Oh, okay, I did tell you. Well, she. Yeah, li- you told me. You told yeah, me. yeah. So she lives in Arizona, man. So I'm like, I was looking at my work schedule, and I'm like, oh man, I got this weekend off in November, man. I'm gonna go out there and see her. And so I went and booked my ticket and everything, and then I bought some tickets to the Arizona Cardinals game out there. So I'm like, good, I'm gonna go see my girl. Then I happened to look at the UFC schedule. And sure enough, <laughs> the New York card fell on the same weekend I'm going out there. So I'm like, fuck, I wish I had known that before. But, um, yeah, so I ain't going to be able to make it, man. I, actually, I was trying to buy tickets because they went on sale last week. I was going to buy some tickets and then put them up on StubHub, man, because, like, dude, they get the $100 tickets on uh, on Ticketmaster when you bought them, they're going for like $800, they're going for like $800 on StubHub right now. Man, but like, dude, them shit sold out so quick, man. I wasn't able to get any, man. So I missed it on that little investment opportunity, man. But um, yeah, I I, I kind of wish I was going to this one, but I I've been to a lot of fights this year. <laughs> no shit, you know. I think I've, I've been to five so far this year. Almost went to a sixth one. So yeah, I, I, yeah, I will probably need to sit this one out. And plus, I'm going to two hundred seven in Vegas, so. I need to set this one out, but let's uh, we'll we'll go ahead and uh, start wrapping up the show with the fight that's going on this weekend, man. It's UFC two hundred four in uh, is it Manchester or London? Manchester, Manchester, England. Manchester. Yep. And honestly, the card is okay. It's not the you know it's not the most stacked card. We'll uh, we'll take a look at the I got. We'll, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll give our thoughts on the top four fights on the main card. Unless I, 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 would, I, would, I just want to say the top three. <laughs> the top three? Yeah, the top three. Because you don't have any thoughts on Stephen oh, Struve versus Daniel Omlinchik? No, I really don't. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, all right. No, because like, uh, like, I've seen Stephen Struve fall. I haven't seen other guys fight. I, I've, seen, three, I've seen Daniel. Three, I, I've seen Daniel fight. Honestly, I, I would pick Daniel. Um, I can never say his name either. The only chick, I would pick him in this fight. <laughs> okay well it, here's the funny thing my sister she's uh she's going to vegas this weekend man so i'm actually gonna like these picks that i'm I'm giving i'm actually gonna put money on these on these picks man so um i actually have a little bit on the line on this one <laughs> actually a little you, bit on what? I, I actually got money on the line on, on these picks that i'm making but you know what's funny man oh, okay. here's here's what i'll do so i'll have her do I'm gonna do two parlays. So whatever picks that you make, I'll actually put some money on it. And the picks that I make, I'll put some money on it if they're different. So just to make it a little, okay. more, a little more interesting. So all right. Um. So the first fight will will break down is the lightweight, no light heavyweight battle between Ovin Saint Prue and Jimmy Menowa. I'll let you go first. Who do you got in this fight? Uh, I'm probably gonna go with. Uh, I'm see. This is a, this is tough, right? Because I know for a fact that uh, over Saint Prue, he you know saying he has raw talent, but all right, we're just gonna. Uh, I'm just gonna go with over Saint Prue. That right there, I just I really don't know. I'm just going off the experience of top tag fighters. So yeah, and he also knocked out Shogun. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm going with OSP too, man. I over St. Proves he's one of those strike force guys that I've been watching for a while and I said I said years ago, man, I would like to see him fight John Jones, but I think he needs more experience. And I, I think he went up against John Jones too soon. I mean, I don't blame the guy for taking the fight because it was a. Uh, he was a last-minute replacement, and it was for an interim title. Even when you get that opportunity, you got to take it. But um, and, and he didn't. John Jones He's didn't. Coach. Yeah, I mean, John Jones didn't dominate him. But I don't know if that's because John Jones just you know he hadn't fought for a while, or Ovin St. Prue was actually you know doing a good job against him. I think OSP got hurt in that fight, if I'm not mistaken. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, he's one of those guys that I thought. Would be a good fight for John Jones once he got experience. I think he fought him too soon, but I'm, I'm gonna go with OSP in this fight too. Honestly, Jimmy Menowa, man, I don't remember the last fight he he won because he got knocked the fuck out by uh, <laughs> by Rumble. Well, the, uh, Jimmy Menowa, he another guy who will raw talent. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at his. I'm looking at his record, man. He, I mean, he he looks pretty. He looked pretty good. I mean, he he lost to Gus and uh, Rumble Johnson. Those are really his only two losses. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I would say Jimmy Menowa is probably going to win this fight. 
Okay. He needed, hit, he needed to hit up the guideline on the, on the, on the, on, the, on some real shit for some money though. <laughs> and, and and who's the guideline? Marquise Grimes. What's up, Mark? What's up, Marquise? And motherfucker, I do have a job, man. You the one that started this shit, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you need to hit that nigga up. Uh, what's the next fight? All right, the next fight we got Mister Vitor Belfort versus Gegard Mousasi. I got Mousasi. All right, so the question, my question is, is this uh, is this TRT Vitor or is this a uh, Flappy Vitor? Oh, he uh, he ain't on the you, he ain't on the juice no more. <laughs> well, we we are we already seen we seen we seen uh remember we was talking about remember earlier in our conversation we was talking about the WWE the way that everybody's body changed. It's the same thing with the UFC. All these dudes' body changes, right. and so you see it in Vitor. Vitor, he's been around for years, twenty fucking years. I remember watching his very first fight in the UFC. This dude needs to retire. Yeah, uh, he does need to retire. He, but he's still in the. I'm like, I get it. He's still in the top ten. You don't, you know, saying as long as he's still in the top ten, you pretty much don't need to retire because he's still better than than the top fifteen. You know. Right, man. But, I I I, just, uh, I was just looking up something. I'll I'll save that for the main event because it actually ties into our main event. I'll save that, but um. But yeah, I, I will go with Gegard. I'm going with Gegard because Gegard's the younger, younger fighter, the most experienced fighter out the two. Is he? Well, I ain't gonna say the most. Yeah, technically, because uh, Gegard has more fights. He does. <laughs> Really? Yeah, go look at it. All right, I'm going to go with Gegard too, man. Gegard Musasi, another Strike Force guy I've been kind of watching for a while, man. I, Strike Force dream. I know all about him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, he's one of those guys that I, I want to see uh, get a title shot eventually. And I think beating a guy like, uh, like Vitor Belfort would definitely, you know, boost his, his record up, make his, uh, his, uh, Resume look a lot better, and I think he he can work his way into getting a title shot after beating Vitor Bell for it. So, well, he also got hurricane kicked by uh, Uriah Hall too. So. I mean, you know, you know, uh, players fuck up every now and again. <laughs> so, oh, man. but yeah. we, we both got uh, we both got Musashi. Yeah. All right. So. All right, the main event is Michael Bisping versus Dan Henderson. And what I was just looking up, I was looking at Vitor Belfort's... Dan Henderson. Whoa! <laughs> All right. Yeah. But I, I was I was looking at Dan Henderson's resume, man. I mean, well, I was looking at Vitor Belfort's fights, and like, he knocked Dan Henderson out last year, man. I forgot about that. And, like, so then I started... I huh? I didn't. <laughs> But I'm looking at Dan Henderson's record right now, man, and like I'm thinking to myself, how the fuck did he get a title shot, man? Because like, all right, oh. these are, these are his last fights, all right. Last fight he had was in June. He beat the shit out of Hector Lombard. Before that, he lost to Vitor Belfort. 
he knocked out Tim Bosch. Then he lost to Gegard Musasi, lost to Dan Henderson. He beat Shogun. Then he lost to Vitor, lost to Rashad Evans, and lost to Machida. So he's got he's lost six of his last nine fights, but he got a title shot. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> How? The UFC, the UFC does not know. Like, like we look at these shit. What do we talk about? Uh, That's the reason why people are jumping shit. You jump shit because of stupid shit like this. Where now, Michael Bigsby. All right, and what Dan Henderson? He was going to retire. Dan Henderson said he was going to retire. Whatever. Right. And the fans. Dana White actually listened to the fans with this one, though. And the fans was like, yo, uh, get Dan a a title fight. Right. This will be awesome for him to get a title fight. This will be cool. And then, um, what's his name? Uh, Rogan. Rogan was talking about it. He was like, like, that would be interesting. I would like to make this happen. You know what I'm saying? Let's, Let's send Dan Henderson out on a good note. Right. Or, you know saying, either a good note or a bad note. They just sent him out on a title fight. That would be, a, you know what I'm saying, that's a, that's a story within itself. You can't write, you know what I'm saying, you can't rewrite anything better than that. And, and, not, and not only is, is Dan Henderson going out in a title fight, it's a rematch of their fight from UFC 100. You know, at, at that time, they were both uh, coaches on, wait, were they both coaching Ultimate Fighter? Yeah. Yeah, they were both coaching Ultimate you know, Fighter. UK. Yeah, and they they had a nice little rivalry going, man. And but Dan Henderson knocked him the fuck out, man. <laughs> I went back and watched that fight last night, man. I'm like, God damn. <laughs> I remember, like honestly, I remember that whole entire night. But yes, uh, my coach didn't like that shit. He didn't like that that follow up elbow. I I enjoyed the follow up elbow. Okay. It's because you don't like uh, Bisping, man. Huh? It's because you don't like Michael Bisping. I really don't like Michael Bisping at all. Okay. <laughs> Michael Bisping looks like he looks like the bad guy on all of uh yeah, he actually like all the uh the bad guys in James Bond, pretty much. <laughs> It's fucked up. All right, or like some some off of fucking uh, yeah. You know, say like Bisme, like honestly, Bisme is a good. He's a good fighter, but and I'm shocked that he got a belt. But uh, we all ignore the fact that this dude won the title with one fucking eye. (laughs) Okay. Who's he's like? I like, I like. I'm he's like, dude. One fucking eye. He beat. He beat Luke Rocco. Not Luke Rocco. Not just beat him. He knocked him out. Right. With one fucking eye. <laughs> and that's just so fucking hilarious. And that's what Rocco. That's what. That's what. That's what holding. You know, what I'm saying with Rocco, he talks shit. And the first thing, if I was Michael Bisbee, I'm like, I beat you with one fucking eye. <laughs> 
If he would just say, if, if Rock Cole shouldn't say shit after that, he should be done with it. He's like, I, I knocked you out with one fucking eye. I finished you in the first round. And that's what he did. He finished it in the first round. He knocked his ass out. Right. So. But if you if you ask me who I got for this fight, I'm going with Michael Bisping. Really? See, just because, yes, I'm going with Michael Bisping. I'm going with Michael Bisping because Michael Bisping, even though he's on a roll, uh, Michael Bisping is the better striker between the two. Uh, the most active between the two. The younger fighter between the two. Uh, and uh, I think he can, uh, like, I think he can, uh, I think he can, I think he, if he wins, he's going to win by knockout. He's gonna knock out Dan Henderson. Knock out TKO. I'm going with Dan Henderson on this one, man. I think he, I think he completes the Cinderella story, works his way back to the UFC, finally wins his belt, walks off into the sunset, man. I would love to see that happen. Realistically, I would love. Realistically, this uh, means gonna win. Right. Uh, Dan Henderson fits the like. I will be. Jumping up for joy is Dan <laughs> Henderson beats Michael Bisping, and I'm like, oh shit, oh man! I remember watching this dude like, like his resume, like Dan Henderson's resume is probably the best resume of all sports. Yeah. It's like, uh, not all the sports, all of MMA. I mean, uh, it's it's, it's impressive, much, man. Yeah, he, he did. You know, he won the 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 USB middleweight tournament the UFC or the pride middleweight no the UFC middleweight tournament no I did not know that (laughs) yes because he started like before he went to pride he was in the UFC yeah you're right I'm looking at it now yeah so he has that he also uh, he worked his way with UFC 17 that was UFC 17 back in 1998. Yeah, and I remember seeing that, and I remember turning that shit off, too, for some odd reason. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I got mad because he beat Carlos Newton. I was mad as fuck. Man. Uh, right, man, you know, yeah. you were saying his resume. Let me let me run through it real quick. Like you said, he won uh, the middleweight tournament. He's beaten, uh, yeah, I can't ever say his name, Gilbert Ye- 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 Evil? Y V E L, how do you say his last name? Uh-huh. I, I don't know. I can't know. Uh-huh. All right, he beat uh, Nogueira, Babalu, uh, Hensel Gracie. Uh, uh, I got a lot of damn fights, man. Vitor Belfort. Yeah, that's what I was like. I was about to say, like, dude, you about to run down this resume where. <laughs> I'm, I'm, like, yeah, I'm just gonna throw out the notable names. So Vitor Belfort, Vandalay Silva, Rich Franklin, Bisping before, um, Cavalcante, Fedor Emelianenko, Shogun Hua, Tim Bosch, Hector Lombard. Man, it's a very impressive list, man. But he also got some impressive yeah. losses on here too, man. Like yeah. Vitor Belfort, Gegard Mousasi, Cormier. Rashad Evans, Machida, Jake Shields, uh, <laughs> Anderson Silva, um, <laughs> Rampage Jackson, Lawson Nogueira also. So, 
And he also lost to Vanderlei Silva. So, yeah, he's got some impressive wins and some impressive losses, too. But yeah, I think but those are killers that he lost to. Exactly. Other than Jake Shields. Yeah. Uh, but with the whole thing with Jake Shields, Jake Shields is outgrappled. And, and, and he just laid on top of him. That, that wet blanket. Yeah, but I, I think he. Not, I, I think I'm not he. Even say, I'm not even gonna say pause or not come on to that shit because that's exactly what it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I think he hits best thing with that H bomb again, man. I, cause like I said, I went back and watched the the first fight, man, and it, Henderson he dominated that fight, man. It's like best thing was backing up the whole time. He kept setting him up with the left jab and. When he hit him with that, that that knockout blow, he basically threw that left jab and kind of like knocked his knocked Bisping's arms down, and just left he left his face wide open for that H bomb. He hit him with the H bomb, and it was done after that. Like he he wanted that 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 overhand right, and he got it. It, it was it, yeah, it, it was just funny watching him because he was literally just like he just kept throwing the left like any minute now, any minute now, and up oh, there it is, out. Overconfident going in, but then once the fight actually started, like this thing, he he was backing up the whole time. He he was de- being defensive the whole time, and it's like it felt like his confidence got shot because <laughs> he was too busy. Like I think he was worried about that H bomb coming. Well, now he should see. Well, he got that one good eye. <laughs> so. I knew that was coming. Like once you said C, I'm like, oh, here we go. <laughs> Set up some uh, set up some uh, 
set up some of your punches. Did, you did, do, you, do you think Henderson can, can wrestle with him? Or do you think he, do you think he can still wrestle? You know what I mean? Yeah, that shit don't go away. Okay. That shit don't go away. Right. You know, no matter how stiff, because like, you know, no matter how stiff you are, how bad your knees are, that shit's still in you. Okay. You probably tear up your. He probably like Dan Henderson probably tear up on both his fucking knees uh, <laughs> trying to take a uh, pitch being down, but he's going to take his ass down. Go rip all them ligaments. <laughs> oh yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? But he you know what I'm saying, Dan Henderson got that old man strength, so he you know. <laughs> <laughs> can't, can't fuck with old man strength, man. No, you can't fuck with the old man strength. <laughs> oh yeah. So alright. That's my pick. That's my pick though. Alright, so let, let, let's uh, let's recap. So you got Stefan Struve. Um yeah. Ovin St. Prue, Gegard Musasi, yeah. and Michael Bispick. All right, and I went with Daniel Omlinchek, OSP, Gegard Musasi, and Dan Henderson. Yeah. All right, we'll we'll, we'll see how this uh, work out. Like I said, I'm gonna put some. I'm gonna do a parlay with both of these to see if uh, one of these come out. If if yours come out, man, I'll 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 split the money with you, man. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. But yeah, it, it's it, like like I said, man. It's, it's more for, I think Bisbee is the favorite in that anyway. Yeah. But, like, uh, it's more of the fans who want to see Bisbee lose. I would love to see Bisbee lose again. I don't <laughs> like Bisbee. So, all right. Well, let's play devil's advocate, man, because we've been talking about how the UFC been kind of fucking up how they, they book their fights. So, let's say Dan Henderson wins, right? And, mm-hmm. um... Let's say he he does walk away, so he wins the belt and he retires. So now you got a vacant title. Yep. Who fights for the championship? Uh, the winner. Uh, the two winners of. So you have. Well, you want me to pull, you, you want me to pull up the rankings real quick? Uh, well, I already know who's fighting. These guys are already fighting each other right now. Uh, Wyman and uh. Yoel Romero. Yo, Romero, they're fighting. Yeah. And so the winner of that and then, fights. Wait, Rockhold and, and you have Luke. Rockhold and yeah, uh Rockhold. and uh Jacare are fighting him, right? Yeah. And the winner between those two is the second fighter to go to uh fight. So, and so the whoever they, wins So the winner of those the two win, the winner of those two fights should fight for the championship? What about Michael Bisping then? Fuck Michael Bisping. <laughs> Michael Bisping. Well, Michael Bisping, like, like, wow, that sounds kind of fucked up. But, like, Michael Bisping fights, uh, Gagar Musashi. You know what? I actually like that one. Because I, I was just about to throw that out. If, 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 if Musashi beats Vitor, yeah, well, yeah, I was about to say. I, say I would say Bisping fights the winner of uh, Belfort Musasi. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do it. Yeah, they can do that. The winner fights uh, Bisping. Then the winner, and then the winner of that fights the winner of uh, the winner of the, uh, whoever got the belt. Okay. Tournament style. Okay. 
All right, devil's advocate again. What if De- what if Darren uh, Henderson wins the belt and says, "Fuck that, <laughs> I still got more fights in me." Well, his contract is up. See, the thing about it, Dan Henderson's contract is up. Dan Henderson's old as fuck. Um, <laughs> he was in the 92 Olympics, my dude. Okay, I mean, 92 Olympics. Yeah, that's a long time, man. <laughs> a long time All ago. All right. So I was going to put it out there. He, he was in the 92 Olympics. One go, by the way. But uh, Dan Henderson retires. It's the best time to actually go on a good note. It's like, yo, you, you got the belt, something that you've been chasing for forever. Right. You, you know, say you had, you had, you know, saying you was the UFC middleweight uh, tournament winner. You held the welterweight and the light heavyweight belt of pride mm-hmm. at the same fucking time. Yep. What? You was a strike force uh light heavyweight champion. Yep. Yeah. I mean I wanna I wanna see him go out on top. But you man, you you know how you know how fighters are, man. Sometimes they just don't wanna uh, hang I it think, up, man. I think they don't wait for like this, like stay at stay at home. Retire, just be done. You're like that's that's the that's the best way to go out. Just go out like that. Don't don't think, you know like don't go back and don't be like uh, Robert De Niro and Heat. Don't go back. <laughs> don't go back and try to finish off the work. Don't do that. Can you see what the fuck happened? You died. You done. All right. So don't do that. Okay, man. This shit went a lot longer than I thought it was gonna be, man. <laughs> that's what. It seems like all of our conversations end up like this, man. Once we start talking about MMA, man, this shit go. It's just a long ass conversation, man. But it's you know, it's a good combo, man. Yeah, that's cool. Like, you know, like it would be interesting. Like, uh, I think Mar- uh, like uh, Marquis D's been. Uh, I think he is uh, working now since he's working now, so he don't have free time. Uh-huh. So like we we can get we can get something going on. Like we can get like. Another person on it, uh, you know, so we get like me, you, and Marquise. Yeah, man, I'm a, I'm gonna have to make my way down there eventually, man. I was uh, <laughs> um, well, side note, matter of fact, let me make a little note. You, you got a little bit more time, man. Huh? Yeah. Huh? All right, cause uh, I kind of want to end this. I'm gonna wrap this this part up, and I, you mind talking about that the shit going on in Charlotte, man? Oh yeah. All, All right. right. All right. So, uh, so I'll, wait. Hold on. I'll, I'll wrap this this part, the MMA part up, and I'll bring that up in another part. But okay. All right. But yeah, man. Like I said, good conversation, man. I appreciate appreciate you jumping on the, on the horn, man, and going over a lot. Cause I've been wanting to do an episode where I kind of you know talk about MMA in general and you know the preview the fight coming up this weekend, man. So I appreciate you uh, you jumping on. So. You want to throw your social medias out there, your Facebook, your Twitters, your, your Christian mingles, your, your your tenders out there. <laughs> well, I'm I'm not on Tinder, I'm not on Twitter. Uh, y'all, if y'all want to conversate with me, just hit me up on Facebook. Uh, I'm 
if I get enough, you know, maybe I'll try to get on Twitter. All right. Yeah, if we get a good response off this uh, podcast, I, I get a, uh, I get a, uh, I'll pick up a Twitter. Yeah. All right. Uh, but well, Facebook. Yeah. What's your What's your Facebook? Dwayne Bill. Dwayne. Victor E-A-L. All right, all right. Yeah, make sure you hit my boy up. Like I said, man, appreciate you being on the show, man. I'm going to go ahead and uh, wrap this up. Thank you all for listening, and uh, we'll be right back after this. I want to thank Beans for joining me on the show this week. Uh, very good conversation between the two of us. And like I said, you're going to hear more from Beans in the future. Uh, he, he'll definitely be on more UFC episodes. I mean, he's going to be on that episode talking about racial issues in the country. Uh, very candid conversation that the two of us had. So if you want to hit him up on Facebook, he is Dwayne Ville. That's D-W-A-Y-N-E-V-E-A-L. Dwayne Ville. Yeah, you know, shout him out. Give him a quick message. Say what up, beans. <laughs> Man, had a great time talking to Beans. It's good catching up with him. Me and him have conversations like this all the time. So you'll hear more from him in the future. And make sure you hit me up on social media. You can hit me up on Twitter and Instagram at DevinThe63. That's D-E-V-I-N-T-H-E-6-3. Make sure you hit up the All Stake No Sizzle Facebook page. It's All Stake No Sizzle. You'll find it on there. And make sure you like, subscribe, and share the podcast i appreciate everybody that listens i thank you from the bottom of my heart i really really do i really appreciate y'all make sure y'all hit up my niece at the kenya talks make sure you hit up the john effects podcast check them out thank you for the support and make sure you hit up my man tino over at the rap platform at the rap platform.com or on his instagram at forever big t forever big t on the gram so Thank you all for listening. Oh, before we go, I forgot to shout out the email. The email is asnspodcast at gmail.com. That's asnspodcast at gmail.com. So make sure you, you hit that up. And if you want to be on an episode of All Steak No Sizzle, especially the episode where we're going to be talking about racial issues, make sure you shoot me an email. I really appreciate it if you do. And I appreciate y'all for listening. So with that being said, we're going to end the show. Thank you very much. Check y'all out next time. Peace.